Nerd Gas on Talk podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to spacesphilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, Both Sides, Turntables, Jump Thoughts, Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit spacesphilly.com today. And now, feel the nerdgasm. And welcome back to the Nerdgasm Talk podcast. I'm the man with the plan. If you need him, yell Shazam, Mr. Andy. And joining me on this show today, we got the greatest catch lady sketch. I thought she was going to do it a second time. Good for you. I'm good. There you go. I ain't want to take Drake no more, though, but you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. And he then ain't want to take Drake no more. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and then also joining me is the man, the myth, the reality, the revolutionary, Flo Jonah Truth. You? It's still February, man. At work while I'm at work. Exactly. And we got an extra day of February, too. So, you know what I'm saying? Get ready. Uh, Guys, welcome back to the Nerd Gas Talk Podcast. Like I said, it's been a minute since we did the last Last time we talked about Carl Weathers passed away. Damn. And even that was like... That was a while ago. (laughs) Exactly. So, we got to try to be more consistent with this. Obviously, the rest of the stuff has become more consistent. But now, I'm going to try to get this more consistent, too. But we got some things that we got to talk about. Because, you know, we about to be at the end of Black History Month. There's no guarantee for anything, to be honest with you. But there's no guarantee that we'll be able, I'll be able to get a podcast out before Black History Month ends. So, this is going to be the one that I want to get out before it does end. We got some things to talk about. Straight Black. Just let y'all know that off off, rap off the beginning. So, uh, make sure you also check out all the other podcasts all underneath the Nerd Coalition umbrella from No Gimmick City Wrestling to Turntables to Drug Dogs and also Prime's uh, Prime Nostalgia Podcast as well. So, usually... When it comes to these podcasts, my wrestling and my pop culture, I try to do something uh, black oriented or black something when it comes to the the, the the podcast, basically. So I came up with an idea. I was sitting there watching. I was like, you know what? What if we uh, gave a list, a top 10 list of movies for, for people who want to learn more about black history? I'm not just going to say, say white folks, okay? Because you, you, you got some that that's very educated. But for people that's like, okay, it's always Black History Month, but I, I don't always just want to see slave movies. I don't always don't want to see black folks getting beat up. Mm-hmm. I don't always want to see something where it's a story that needs to be told, but we still lose in the wait, end, but the story's got to be told. Wait, 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 wait. This was supposed to be like black, like historical movies or just I'm black honest, movies for Black History Month? I definitely put in the message. In capital letters, because I knew you was going to ask this question. I said it does not have to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I saw that where you said it don't got to be slave or civil rights, but so so it's just black movies for Black History Month, not Black History movies. You can put down whatever you want to when it comes to. All right, all right, no, that's all. Yeah, 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 yeah. all right, yeah, we good then, we good then. All right, yeah. Never mind. So that, what what I'm trying to explain or illustrate to everybody out there is that for people who like okay when we hear black history month we hear women's history month or his hispanic heritage or asian pacific heritage everybody you know it's just a month that we get people basically we get commercials we get random tiktoks and we get random tweet facts and then it's like when it comes to trying to learn about it or see something about it people just like they always associate uh a martin luther king movie or a 12 years of slave movie with black history and nobody really was always supposed to see that that's what i'm saying so I said, okay. So if we were talking to people and they were saying, "Hey, look, what are some movies that I can watch personally for Black History Month that 
you would recommend that I, I will watch that don't have to necessarily be all into the trauma factor of our history. Okay, so I got a couple traumas in there. Okay, I, but however, <laughs> y'all wonder why I mention details. I got to keep breaking that stuff down to you. I'm saying so. What I'm saying is, y'all can, if y'all want to, if it relates to y'all, and saying, look, this may be trauma filled, but y'all need to check this movie out. Mm-hmm. You know, it may be uncomfortable, but I, I recommend that you'll come out more inspired if you watch this movie, okay? Hell, Detroit may be on some people's list, it's not on mine, but I'm just letting you know that that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. So, I had this come up with a list of movies. There are going to be some obvious movies that I don't have on my list because I kept them all because I figured either Q-Flow or Lady Sketch would have those movies on their list. So, I'm, I'm curious to see, and then we're going, we're going to uh, take some time to, you know, to, to discuss as we're listing, you know, saying you, your opinions and some backstory about that, and even healthy debate, if need be, because I got a lot of healthy debate in me tonight. So, I just bet. Q-Flow. Yes, sir. Let's start off with you, bro. What do you got? So, somebody told me you talking about, so, yeah, yo, Q-Flow, man, for Black History, what, what, what kind of movies, you know, would you recommend that I watch? Oh, well, you know what? That's a good question. But first, let me break it down to you, Art, because 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 I can't just go tossing out movies willy nilly. Okay, what if I'm about you got to some kids? Now, right? Hey, yo. Uh, <laughs> now, what if you what if you <laughs> now what if you got <laughs> what if you got children? What movies would I recommend? All right, well let's let's start there first. Or this for the kids. I number one. Now this is the first three movies. The first three movies. These is for the kids. All right. <laughs> okay. Number one, straight out the front door, Black Panther, the first one. You know what I mean, all the predominantly, <laughs> predominantly black cast. Awesome story, awesome fighting. You know what I mean? Good characters. Rest in peace, Chadwick. Black Panther. That's number one. Uh huh. Number two, our first civil rights movie on the list. <laughs> and it's only because I had to watch it. Oh my god. Lady Sketch, this, I know you. Lady Sketch, Lady Sketch, I know you watched it. Oh god. Mr. A&E, I for sure know you watched it. It's just it's just it's, it's tradition at this point. Every black kid got to see this at least once. Our friend Mark. I, I knew, knew it was coming. I was like, oh, "Lord, I thought it was going to be first. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen. If y'all, I didn't catch y'all. If y'all want to see something funny. Oh god. Y'all got to check out Prime Hood Cinema's uh YouTube channel. He got a review of our friend Mari. She's hilarious. Oh, I'm going prim- to go. Prim- 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 cinema. I'm going to go. I'm going to go see that. Bro, it's a twelve. It's a twelve minute video because you know if anybody see Prim- Prim- cinema, he just he just a, a, a excuse my language a random nigga that just sit there talking about, <laughs> talk about these hood movies. And yo, bro, when I said he had me in stitches talking about our friend Mari, it's hilarious. Our friend Mari has a lot of fodder for jokes. Yo, I, for I, I'm sure. Been, if I've been trying to get Lacey to watch that video for like the past. Two years. <laughs> I, listen, I've seen Arthur Martin enough for a lifetime. I'm talking about the video review. Oh, okay. I saw Arthur Martin. Oh, I saw that. Say, I've seen it. Oh yeah, no, nah, no, nah, you gotta, yeah, I gotta see that. If you send me the link, man. Yeah, that don't, that don't have me. All right, all right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. And for my last kid movie, I don't necessarily know if this counts as black, but you know, they in Africa, so I'm counting it. The Prince of Egypt. Hey, yo. <laughs> I'm about to cut your list off. Hey, yo. I was not ready for that. The Prince of Egypt, man. They in Africa. They in Egypt. 
They is black. Yeah. And it's a good movie. I thought he was about to say one of the new African movies that came on Disney Plus. He said that the African oh. people are there. Oh. I was say I was thinking he was gonna say one of them like so back Nigerian movies, but you don't gotta no, guess that that's I, black. I have no knowledge of throwback Nigerian movies. But let's yeah. <laughs> let's 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 move on. Let's move on. Okay. Right? Okay. Number four and five. Right, man, this is for people who like a little trauma in their lives, alright? Alright. And and I broke it and I separated it. I got two answers for each. It's one for women and one for men. So for the ladies, number four, I got weight in the exhale. I'm so glad I didn't switch on my list. You know, you, you just need a little trauma in your life. Excellent soundtrack, one of the best soundtracks ever. Yeah, I can't ensemble argue with that. cast. Is an A soundtrack. It is it. It is it, it defines the meaning of the word soundtrack, alright? But don't worry, ladies, y'all not alone in this fellas. So y'all, I got dead presidents. Don't they take my the movie. That's <laughs> uh, on my on list. Them, I know it is. Dead presidents. Listen, man, we 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 only got but so many black movies. There's gonna be some 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 double answers. It's all right. We you know got I mean? plenty of black came. movies. Let I know, but we don't seen so many of them. There's bound to be on the list. But let me keep what going. You let me mean keep life. And number five, same thing, but this time we start playing for for the ladies again. Another trauma movie, you know what I mean? For color girls. I don't know. I don't know why y'all like the movies. It was a wild movie. I, I don't know why y'all like it. I but still I'm can't get through it. it. I, 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 I be trying to finish. Got get through it. I've watched it because it has an ensemble I, cast. I don't know how I got through it. I don't know how I got through it. I saw Michael Henry drop them kids. I'm like, oh no, I that's when I I, I watched it mad after that. I just watched the whole thing angry after that. Yeah, I, I'm like I shouldn't watch this anymore, but I can't turn it off at this point. We we here now. I don't see. I don't think it get worse than killing kids. Honestly, um, yeah. I just I did not understand that part. I was like, um, I'm like, he's still breathing. <laughs> okay, that's the first yeah. thing. But I'm sorry to 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 sidetrack this. Yeah, I don't know what. Go ahead, but go ahead. this is the stage, like the 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 bystander syndrome, I guess. Mm-hmm. After all of that commotion, somebody had to be standing there and be like, oh my God, he might drop them kids out the window. Ain't nobody. Well, I was I, I was sitting there, like, I was trying to rationalize. I was like, maybe it's a two-story. Like, they really did. Maybe they just hurt their broke, broke a leg. Cause I'm like, it, it, no, it, it wasn't. I don't remember I, I how was, high it, it was. Don't I was I know, them, them babies, them babies that. They was high enough, and babies died. Yeah. But I'm like, nobody was Let's just like, Let's try and get a something for them to link, call cops, something. Mm. Mm. That was a mess. I'm sorry. <laughs> Great That's ensemble so, yo, cast, though. Past. I keep saying that. Yeah, good ensemble cast. I just drove past the skunk. Sheesh. Anyway, um, and for the fellas. You know what I mean, cause I got another trauma movie for y'all, man. Daddy's little girls. That was a mess. Yeah. Sometimes, <coughs> sometimes, you know, saying that you a father, you got a little girl, you know, man. Yeah. You gotta protect your babies, man, by any means, even if that means crashing the whip and beating the daylights out of dude in the middle of the Yo, street. He needed that ass. He really needed that ass whooping. Gabrielle Union playing the role she played best. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, he needed that ass whooping. For sure. All right. 
Now these next three, this is my people who like a little violence in their life. Like me. Uh-oh. So number six. This is still this is the ongoing list though. I got 15 movies. Number six. Painful. Oh, that's on my list. I knew painful. Uh, that's painful. why I put on that. Come on now, y'all know, come on now. This is painful is one of the best movies ever, man. Like we Hey Boogie, like come on, man. Like we don't watch the rise and fall of Ace Boogie, Mitch, and Rico. You know what I mean? Niggas get shot every day, B. Uh, I'm so sorry. You tough. You tough. Nah, it's alright. Number seven, our first slave movie of the night. And I'm pretty sure it's on everybody else's list. Well, who's that nigga on that neck? Django. Django Unchained. <laughs> alright, slave. The slaves got revenge, alright? I can't believe that and a slave actually when they said it is blowing up the slave masses. It was a lot happening. Hey. I can't get mad. I can't get I can't, but I can't. We shot the slave master, we shot the overseer, and we shot the coon. Three points. Yeah. Three points. He said three three points. Hey, yo. Even though, I mean? even though it still don't hit like when Chappelle killed that slave bastard, talking about how's about oh, now? Yeah. <laughs> how about now? <laughs> <laughs> that still hit great. We traveled all the way back in time to call y'all home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this next, this last one, you know what I mean? This last one for my brothers who like a little violence and they like the five bloods. I like the five wow. bloods. Wow. I was not expecting that one. I don't know. I don't want that. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to judge. I'm sorry. I'm judging. I was not expecting that from Q Flow. That's but, all right, man. But, but that, oh, pretty, you know what? Five Bloods pretty dope, though. I'll leave it alone because it might be on y'all list. But I just thought of a movie I could have added in the violence care category. But it's cool. If it's not on y'all list, I'll bring it up. All right. Now this next one, two, three, four, five, six is my favorite. Aside from one, biopics. Oh, I love biopics. All right. Now this first one is not a biopic, but damn it, when we was young, we all thought it was. Five heartbeats. Nights like this. This. I, I wish raindrops would fall. fall. Talking about Big Red. You know what I mean? Done through that. Wait, what, 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 what time is this working hours? Nine to five. To five. Look, all right. I, 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 Everybody love that scene, but I love the scene when Diane Carroll said to taste out his mouth at the funeral. Oh yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't be here. Let me tell you something. Uh-huh. I always told my wife. I said, "Listen, I go before her at my funeral. You, I want you to go get a recovering addict out front of Charlie B, and he better sing like feel like going on at my funeral." Sick of him. Just like Eddie King sung at the end with Baby Doll. That's what I want. I hear that. Number 10. Everybody's favorite. Temptations. Nobody coming to see you, Otis? Of course. Poor Otis. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Come on now. Y'all, come on now. Y'all know me. Y'all should know me by now. Number 11. She gave me money. Oh, Lord. Ray. Ray was a damn good movie. That was a very good movie. Come on now, man. Jamie Foxx, we thought he was, we thought he was him. He did so well, man. The man's a chameleon. I ain't never uh, heard that terminology before in my life, but damn, man is a chameleon. <laughs> you never heard that? They say that about Johnny Depp all the time. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, time. nah, but, you know, we got one, too. His name is Jamie Foxx. Or Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace. Uh, This next one. 
I'm counting I'm counting these next two as movies, even though they were TV series. I don't care. New edition. Well, The Temptations was also a, a miniseries on yeah, TV, so, so you good. Oh, Absolutely. yeah, it was. You know what's crazy? I keep forgetting that because I had the DVD and it just played all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was. You're absolutely correct. Well, that makes this next answer even better. The Jackson Five American Dream. You know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know one of y'all's gonna have it on there. Go to bed, Joseph. Go to listen. I used bed. to love doing it. I just walking around randomly uh-huh. saying to people. And you know what? I need y'all to forgive me because this is not a biopic. I, I for I just I don't know why I merge this list I mean this song with I mean this song this movie with this list but it's alright we gonna keep it there so it's not all biopics but you know it's music music we gonna say that Fighting Temptations wow I, I see that in the theater way more than I should have it's alright you know why listen, go ahead finish what you were saying oh I'm about to say, I, I had the DVD I done burned the DVD alright oh no no I I had the DVD that came with the with the soundtrack CD. Oh Jesus! Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, but, oh, we going oh. down to the river. Take it to the river. Yes. Going <laughs> down. All right, this last to... one. Man. Do T-Bone still rap? Kids? Who is T-Bone? Huh? T-Bone's a Christian rapper. T-Bone's oh. a Christian rapper. See, you think I know that, didn't you? I wanna lead and no 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 Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the Spanish okay. Yeah. <laughs> with the braids. Yeah, I know you talking about. Is he still? Is he, is he, is he, is he still rap? Nah. Okay. Nah. That was very long time ago. I could see Tim <laughs> check it out. Look, before yeah. Bible Man came on Channel 48, his music Ayo. videos Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Channel 48. Lord. Alright. This is my last one, man. I, ensemble cast. Black owned. Black funded. Black directed. I done burnt this VHS. So many times, man. Considered one of the greatest black heroes of all time. Oh, Media Man. I know it's coming. I was Media like, this could be the last one. <laughs> I knew Media Man was going to be on his list. The man united the Bloods and the Crips with the cops to take out the Illuminati. To Lord, take out the Lord. Illuminati. Death. That's something that still has happened. No, no, no. He beat the. He got the Golden Lords out of here on his own. Talking about when Luther and them pulled up. He done had the Crips hey, and the Bloods hey, and the hey. cops. Best Silent Villain I ever seen. Yes, sir. Uh, now, now, now hold on, Q. Yeah, uh, I mean, you got some speaker because we we hear an echo. Nah, nah. But I'm about to go on mute. Okay. But yeah, that's my that's my list, y'all. That's my list. Okay. No. Okay. So. Sorry about the little technical difficulty we had people there. So, oh yeah, uh, Media Man definitely. You better not have Black Man on your list. You know I considered it just for you. I so, really, really wholeheartedly was like, enough. I really want to put Blank Man on here. Right. <laughs> Jane Bond. I really Other wanted to. Troll, ain't, ain't, ain't nothing Damon Wayne's teaching me for uh, a fucking Black History right now. Uh, okay, we'll start with you, Lisa. You want to start with mine? Yeah. Okay. All right, so I just wanted to say, fun fact, sometimes you can learn stuff on social media. Then go verify it yourself, though. Yes. So, did everyone know that each Black History Month has a theme? Did not. Okay. Talk to me. So, there's a foundation that was founded by 
uh, Dr. Carter G. Woodson called the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. Okay. And every year they set the theme for Black History Month. And this year's theme is African Americans in the Arts. Oh. So okay. there are themes. If you go to their website, there is a theme for every single year of Black History Month. Since 1966? Since 1928. When it was just Black History Week. Yeah. I had no idea. So it is the responsibility of this organization to come up with the theme every year. Do they recycle themes at all, or just? It doesn't look like it. Um, wow, there have been a lot of different themes. I mean, there are probably loosely related themes okay. and things like that. Um, but there are some are more complex than others. This year was the arts. Last year was African Americans in labor. Oh no, I'm sorry. Next year is oh. African Americans in labor. My apologies. I didn't think that would be at the top of the list. Um, 2023 was Black Resistance. 2022 is Black Health and Wellness. 2021 is the Black Family, Representation, Identity, and Diversity. And the list goes on. I'll just grab a couple other random ones. 1990 was 75 years of scholarly excellence. A homage to our forebearers. Um, 1970, the 15th Amendment in Black America in the Century. 1960, Strengthening America through Education and Negro History and African Culture. Way, way, way back in the day, there was, you know, there was not as much, but they weren't as complex. But there was Negro labor. (laughs) That was 1940. Well, Um, well. 1947, democracy possible only through brotherhood. So there are just, you can go look it up. The the organization is the ASALH, and their, their website is ASA. LH.org. I would say that last year we did Blacks and Hip Hop. Well, maybe. But maybe that's why they did Blacks in the Arts this year. Okay, fair enough. But I just wanted to put that little tidbit in before I did all of my um, my list. Now, I also tried to structure my list a bit um, because I wanted to touch on different, make sure I touched on different genres and different eras. Okay. I wanted to make sure I had movies from the 70s 80s 90s 2000s and i think one from the well i guess it's the 2020s not the 2010s okay um, so do we get across on the test street no okay. <laughs> so i and i also wanted to make sure we hit genres that we don't typically get representation in like musicals sci-fi and horror christmas movies these are not things that you typically see uh, black people as the focal point. Okay. So I'm gonna start at the top and work my way down um, through the times. So I'm going with the first black superhero, Shaft. Hey, he's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. You have to do. I, I was like, I had to get at least one black exploitation movie in here. Um, and then, now this is going to be like kind of the feel, but I watched this movie a lot as a kid and I thought she was a real person for a while, (laughs) but also it was kind of, um, it was kind of a new concept to have black people making the movies besides like, uh, Melvin Van Peebles. Uh Who was was a person doing black exploitation movies with most people. I, I think 
maybe it's a misconception, especially with younger people like us. Black exploitation movies weren't made by black people. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Even like some of the more famous movies from the seventies were not made by black people. Like Car Wash. Um. Oh my God, help me. Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. Yeah. The man who made Batman, he made Car Wash. <laughs> he also did heat, okay? I'm just saying, <laughs> we, we, I'm yeah. not saying like... Because Batman is a bad thing to hang on. I'm just saying, yeah. when you think of somebody, you think of the name Joe Schumacher. You're uh-huh. not thinking, oh, dude who did Car Wash? No. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but the next one on my list is Mahogany. With Diana no, Ross. Oh, no, I know Mahogany. <laughs> with Diana Ross and Billy Dee Williams. Success. Nothing without well, somebody, somebody to share, share with. with. Boy, Billy D was talking, y'all. He Billy was. D was talking. Now, I tried to vary this so that we didn't have all of the super common movies, but there are, of course, some on here that you know. Um, I wanted to get a musical on here, so I went with School Days because I personally love School Days. School Days is great. That's why I put on this. I knew you were put on this. I, I really wasn't. I was debating between this and do the right thing because I didn't want to have a spikely full list. Yeah. Um, You're like, I'm the only one. Here's the, <laughs> but, but here's my hope is if you were to listen, like go into this list of movies, that you would explore other movies by these directors and actors. More better blues, y'all. Tell yes. Me y'all. So like, more better blues. If you go and watch School Days, and maybe you will watch Do the Right Thing, Malcolm yeah. X, Bamboozle, things like that. Okay. <laughs> now this one is the one that I'm gonna say it because everybody's gonna say it. Coming to America. No, yes. we don't need an explanation for that. But I did say I was gonna swap that one for Boomerang because Boomerang. I know it's gonna sound crazy. Edges out coming to America for me just a little bit. Not comedy wise, just. If the both of them are on TV, the structure of a movie. I'm going to watch Boomerang. Yeah. Now, if my mom was here, it's Hall of Nights. Obviously. <laughs> but, and I love both of them. Uh-huh. But I've seen Coming to America 600 times. It probably. I, I like. I know it seems like a gross over exaggeration, but it might not be no, that far off. Almost no word for word for me. Almost no. So, I said I'm I'm gonna switch to two because I don't know if anybody's gonna have that on their list. Yeah. Now you knew this one was coming, Eve's Bayou. That's one of my favorites. Right? I love Eve's Bayou. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, so do you have another one on there also? What's the other one? Come on now. Come on, Diane Care. This will be clean before we get dirty. Oh no, I did not put Claudine on here. What? I you didn't. mean I left it off my list so you so I get I tossed you the layup and you just took the ball like that's what happened. I listen. I. Don't mind adding Claudine to my list. I love Claudine. Make I love Diane Carroll. a happy hole. Happy hole. I love Diane Carroll. And I love Claudine. Um, so I would. I was trying to. Because it was 10 originally. And I was just like. I got to keep it tight. So let's mm-hmm. go through each era. So let's throw Claudine in there. Asterix. You know. Above school days. Because that was the 70s. Um, next one. I wanted to do a drama. That was a like that did have some trauma in it, kind of a period <coughs> piece type of deal. That was not the typical entry. You gonna take all my movies? Go ahead. Rosewood. I was not thinking Rosewood. Not at all. Okay, you, you got me on that one. Come on, you got like, me on that one. 
So, um, I watched this movie. I was way too young, honestly, to watch this movie. Damn sure was. Traumatized the fuck out of me. Okay. Mm. I'm quite sure I had nightmares after watching this. However, it's based on true events. So, if you've never seen Rosewood, go watch Rosewood. There was a stretch of time. I can't tell you why or how. Where I guess I was watching HBO a lot at my grandma's house. And it would be Rosewood. Always outnumbered with uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Have you ever seen that movie? I've heard. I didn't see that movie. He is an ex-con named Socrates. And he comes out of jail. And he's just trying to get a job. But he can't get a job because he's an ex-con. Oh, That's like on prison. Uh, but it's it's a much heavier version of Unprisoned. Yeah. Like he has in Unprisoned, he has a family, like some semblance of a family. Lawrence Fishburne is literally out here fighting for his life, yeah. trying not to blow up and go back to jail. Um, and, I did see Hulum though. And introducing Dorothy Dandridge. There was it was I have no idea why. Uh, nine ten year old Nina was in here watching. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh-huh. My bad. Was out here watching these R-rated movies, but whatever. We progress. No adults in the house. <laughs> <laughs> there were though, like, but again, when you are in the house with a bunch of adults, they just treat you like you another adult. Mm. Problematic. Um, brown sugar. Now we're going kind of out of order. I had to get a rom-com because that's another uh-huh. genre that we not really present in yeah had to get a rom-com had to get some hip-hop it was this love jones any of the things could have been in here as a black love story that's why i thought you'd go love jones there's still time <laughs> listen because again i didn't want to put the ones that you just expected me to put on the list yeah, okay. or the ones that everybody thinks of all the time everybody thinks of love jones people think of brown sugar or loving basketball yeah it's all synonymous um <laughs> mm-hmm. Another genre we don't show up in a whole lot is the horror sci-fi genre. So I picked Nope. Wow. Okay. Why you That's a good pick. Like That's a good pick. It, it is. It's a great pick, actually. I'm just saying, I really would have thought you would have said something like Get Out. Or no. I consider Get Out and Us, but I said I feel like Nope encompasses both of those things because... Horror and sci-fi always get lumped together, yeah. but they're not mutually exclusive. Nope, however, um, does have um, elements of both. Mm-hmm. It is a horror sci-fi movie. It was a well-done movie. The, Very underappreciated. It really was, and the uh, the performances in it were great. And I was just like, I want to put an ho- a horror representation in here. Um, but like I didn't want to go Night of the Living Dead. He ain't even lived to the end. They threw that man in a mass grave at the end of that movie. Okay, uh, fuck not not fuck the movie, but fuck that. Yeah, I know. So I was like, we I would love to do some kind of horror representation for us, mm-hmm. where it's not necessarily a happy ending, but everybody who who dark ain't dead, <laughs> dead at yeah, the end. Yeah. Um, okay, I wanted to do a documentary. Struggled with this one, but I picked the Black Power mixtape, nineteen sixty-seven to nineteen seventy-five. 
Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just there's a lot of very poignant black documentaries or documentaries center around black people and the black experience. Um, but I didn't really get a chance to throw many movies in from this era in that discuss everything that was happening at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I picked that one. Uh, I had to get a biopic. I did not want to pick all the biopics that Q obviously had picked. I went with What's Love Got to Do with It. Hey. Good movie. Yeah. Angela yeah, Bassett. Boy times, but yeah. Angela Bassett is A1. Always will be. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne crazy. <laughs> it was nuts in that movie. Like, I'm like, bro, are you okay for real? Like, it was really, he was really going off. But, great movie well done I feel like she encompassed the role of Tina Turner very well and it gave us I feel like that is how you do a biopic when you want to tell somebody's whole life story because I'm listen we have talked about this so many times when we talking about movies coming out and we're like all right is this one are we going to talk about just this one section of their life or we're going to go from birth until death or birth until where we at right now and because it's it's not always executed properly but we got enough of her being young all the way through where we were at the time when this movie was made so basically like the 80s yeah great um next i wanted to hit christmas movies i picked the preacher's wife I was trying to say almost Christmas. I was actually going to say this Christmas uh-huh. because that is act that is also another I like this Christmas. unconventional black love yeah. story. Um, but there was some spots in it. But but <laughs> but you but you right there. But when Denzel's cut that rug in the club in the preacher's wife, he you know uh, does this. He was in there to get the steps. Ah, she said you get out much less, even less. So yes, I I was like I gotta pick at least one Christmas movie. Yeah. And I'm gonna go with Preacher's Wife. There have been an influx of Christmas movies that star black people as of late. Thank you, DEI Initiative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna go with the classic because it's Whitney Houston and Denzel and Courtney B. Vance. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with it. Um, I had to pick at least one black hood or hood adjacent movie. I picked Jason's lyrics. Jason's Lyrics is a good one. It's a good movie. Jason's Lyrics is a good one. I vividly remember when I was a kid. I watched, again, watched Jason's Lyrics, probably on HBO. Mm-hmm. They was getting their money's worth. Yeah, Jason's Lyrics used to come on every Saturday on UPN. You know what I'm saying? So but, I, just, I mean, I remember watching it uncut. Cut. Like, it wasn't like, you know, we was bleeping out cuss words and they was covering, they was blurring up blood. No. 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 You want to see Foster go fall right, fall right back over. And that was the part that got me as a kid. I could not remember what that part went, that part of, uh, like that scene went to. I just always remember having flashes of him shooting Forrest Whitaker and then sliding down that wall real slow. And I was like, what is this from? And then as I got older, I watched it again. I was like, oh my God, this is the movie. How old was I when I watched this? Horribly young. I, I, I know you're about to drive with your flow, but are you a fan of Jason's lyrics? I, I just have to ask. Uh, this is going to turn into the argument portion of the show. Huh? Oh, shit. 
I'm listening. I did not see Jason's lyric. Oh, that's not an argument. Okay, okay, it's not an argument. I'm about to say if you say oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. I got normal black people with me today. Okay, hey, listen, cool. we we we've, we've been down that in that part of our life. I can't believe you ain't seen. It. People ain't seen stuff. I yeah. <laughs> like. Now, Jason, look, he gotta be like you know. Say, look, if you ain't had UPN on in the house. You know it was on UPN all the time. It was one yeah. of them UPN Saturday movies. Yeah, after Ruby did and Ashley did. Yeah, it's though. definitely, like, I'm pretty sure, like, my sister seen it. But, um, I don't know. This is when I was still confused about what my nationality actually was. I'm so dead. Hey. I'm so dead. It, like, it sounds like I'm being funny, but I'm dead ass. Like, I didn't know. I had no clue. We were like, different. Like, we all, we, we've been doing the same thing. I don't know who Yeah, is. so... <laughs> my black ass had no qualms about yeah, so I wasn't really too like oh they look like me cause like the white people also look like me kinda I don't know so it's just like I don't I, I yeah I'm gonna go back on mute yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna go back on mute no it, it it's cool I just don't know. right after the Ernest Green story Jason lyrics so yes and it was like Ruby D and Ozzy Davis with some kente cloth yeah. on a table between each movie. Eat a path mark, Hoagie. Ayo, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Um, okay. The last one I had on my list was Painful, but we already discussed Painful, so I'm going to switch it and take New Jack City because Rockabye Grandpa. That's how you kill somebody in broad daylight. That was wild, bro. <laughs> that was crazy. That and the that I mean that was wild, but I I'll take the um get buck naked and run down the street scene from Peyton Fool. Mm-hmm. Oh, for that because okay. that was rough. So it's time for my list. I'm not going. Y'all have some really, y'all. Well, not you, Lisa. Q flow really should shock me, and I'm actually proud. And y'all actually have some good. I'm good actually scenes. shocked that that I didn't shock you. And, 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 and you have because I you have great movies. I did not know you was gonna pull out certain ones. You, you sister soldier. This is expected. It, it, you know what I'm saying? There's another one that I want to put on here, but I'm waiting to see if you put it on your there list. There was a few. There was a few that I missed, but I'll wait. I'll wait till after Mr. A and E's list. So, huh, I'm gonna get to my Ruby D and Nasha Davis cheer. Please don't. Okay, <laughs> but so I, I pick movies that, like I said, for the same reason. But these movies do got a message to them. Out of all of them, I appreciate y'all doing like the, the jock. I wish I did that way, like comedy. Everything's like represent, uh, represented. Yes, I want but, the whole black experience. Yeah, but if I'm gonna sit and talk about my this, okay, look, y'all, this is this is like a a message or satire. Something that said you're gonna get something out of this movie. Okay. Of what I pick. So what I have on my list here, starting off, with, I have love and basketball. <laughs> For your heart. <laughs> I oh, love, bruh. You ain't make a fool out of nobody but Tyra Banks. When you are struggling with uh, women's basketball, then also your dad being, being in the shadow of your father, and also being insecure and immature, mm-hmm. all those messages, I, I like though. And I actually do like that she won it in. You know, so she got her WNBA contract. I mean, it wasn't much. I'm saying. I was about to say the real message of that movie is your karma is you got to live off that OG WNBA contract money. Life wasn't like that. What happened? Life wasn't like that. We posted. No, it wasn't him. Skills. It was skills. Okay. Back when we were locked in the house, yeah. and we was watching loving basketball. Okay, so we had love basketball. Yes, I do have Jackson American Dream. What? Of course, we know. Of course, we know. 
it's Mike, it's Jackson, it's, it's Black Boys. I should have let you have that one, man. Dang. Yeah. The was, message for that one was Joe Jackson wasn't shit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But God rest boy, his soul, I guess. Black Boys in the Hood got them and made some of themselves and became, you know, especially with us. Everybody talks about the Beatles. We had Jackson 5. Okay. So I know I saw somebody who saw that clip of him talking about going fishing for the first time. Yeah. They were fall over laughing. They was uh, like, wait a minute. I'm calling it that from now on. Please don't. <laughs> About to go fishing. Please Gotta don't go call fishing. it that. She got some fishes out here. Yo, man, yo. Don't, don't fuck with Mike, yo. Look, but <laughs> that man said, look at the titties. Sir, Is a camera in the car. Did Did you ever hear the story of when him and Big Boy was hanging out? Like big boy. Yeah, I know he's talking about. Okay. I feel like I saw an interview where he was talking about it, and I do not remember the story. Okay. So, I had Black Panther on there also. Q Flow represent you know children and also people that you know we can see ourselves as kings and queens and the superheroes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying the only time we got to see ourselves as kings and queens in the positive light was remember the time Zamunda. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, you can talk about yeah, Zamunda, Zamunda uh, coming to America also, but but remember. Remember the time, but then this one, yeah, and a superhero, absolutely. And I also got Dead Dead Presence because that's one of my favorite hood movies of all time. Of but you also learn about the trauma that blacks had, especially come back from uh, the war. You come back from war, especially Vietnam. Yeah. And how could they even expect respect the Vietnam? Damn, I like you, Martin Sheen. But still, you know, uh, <coughs> you, you, you need that cheer thrown at you. you. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm just getting the ones that y'all have uh, out the way. Uh, already so now I have of course Spike Lee's Malcolm X on here yes I knew somebody was going to put that I thought you I didn't pick it for my bio pitch need to watch all 3 hours and 22 minutes of that movie I have watched Spike, the, the Malcolm X movie all the way through so many times and I'm about to get my son started on it because he's oh, really going to learn about Malcolm X right now and I'm like but the reason why it ain't just because you're going to see when people just always think about this Malcolm talk about hating white people it's not you get to see a transformation from a man who had serious childhood trauma serious lost his daddy lost his mama lost his family get this he booked for these bed sheets lost just lost his family and was basically told you will be nothing that you want to be when you grow up. Absolutely not. And That's crazy. was crime written and drugs and prostitution and was transformed into that and has become an icon mm-hmm. of that movement. And the, the transformation he went through, that's something that just you can relate to as a person of how there's still always room as you grow to, to keep changing. Next I have uh, on there is the shirt that I'm wearing right now, and that is Boys in the Hood. I thought you were about to say some obscure movie I had never heard of. This is Boys in the Hood shirt. No, you, uh, I, you said next on the list is the shirt. I'm like, the shirt? What? What movie is that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. I always will pick, I always, the day I die, I'll pick Boys in the Hood over Miss Society. You hate Miss Society. I did not like Miss Society at all. But Boys in the Hood, I felt as though it just it just gave that John Singleton just gave you that rich riches of the hood. I had that. That's how. That's why I had the, the Rosewood on there. I had to get a John Singleton movie. Yeah. So I feel that. 
brother. So and he he helps illustrate that, especially when it comes to just 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 regular people to say, hey, this is not really my style, but I gotta grow up in this in, in, in any way. And people who just really just try to get the hood and just mind their business, it's just so hard for them just to process that and, and, and to get out. Mm-hmm. I do have do the right thing on there mm-hmm. because I, I I was like, okay, we're going to. Do that. I mean, there's a lot of just, just get on the bus. Also, there's maybe also something like that. that but all any pick a Spike Lee movie that was made before 2014. But do the right thing. Talks about all these type of cultures in this area of New York, mm-hmm. trying to survive on this hottest day in in the summer. Who all have and one thing is about the movie is it helps illustrate all points. That's Spike Lee. The lesson of that movie. So all this could have been avoided yeah, if somebody had an air conditioner. Just one person. Yeah, they had air conditioner, bro. We all over at the house because everybody is agitated. Agitated because they hot. I mean, now, that's not really the lesson. Please don't run with that. No. <laughs> also on my list, I, now if I, if I go back to a little old school, I got the Wiz. Yeah, the Wiz of Oz may not viable, be your thing. A viable musical pick. But I would say, but if, if, if y'all need some musicals that, that that get you jumping, you gotta go go with the Wiz. Except for that subway scene. That is quite creepy. Yes, it is. But like I said, I like musicals. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I got a question. I got a sure. question. I'm glad you brought that up. I got a question. What was creepier, the Wiz, the subway scene, or uh, Mopsy and Boxy on um? On, uh, Ooh, on Lovecraft? Yeah, on Lovecraft. Moxie and Boxy. Oh, the second one. <laughs> Moxie and Boxy. The second one, absolutely. Yo, they got on my screen, started sea walking. I'm like, yo, who yo, are these demons? Yo, let me tell you something. <laughs> so, every Sunday, me and my mother would watch the- She was hooked from the first episode. She was hooked. And she, like, she, she said, it's Sunday. It's time to watch Lovecraft, right? <laughs> so... It just so happened we had missed a couple Sundays. You know, things happened, some schedule she wasn't filling well, whatever case may be. So when episode eight came out, I, I remember the number of the episode. I said, yo, mom, you gotta check this episode out. Wow. It's that Moxie Boxers. And let me tell you something. She was freaked out when they started coming up the, the coming up backwards from, from from the subway stairs. And they bent over like, uh, I was just like, she said, what the fuck are these picking nannies doing? I was not sh- picking nannies. And <laughs> oh Jesus! When I tell you, she had nightmares because I be dashing. I hear she be like, "Oh my God, I'm stuck in this stuck in this wheelchair," and then the, the porch door still open. And I just see dark. I just feel like they, these motherfuckers gonna come out in the dark. That thing, that, fuck, the way they got nothing. Oh, no, Moxie and Boxy that from was Lovecraft. That, that was, was a some, wild time. That was some scary. I was like, you know, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Peele came into the room and was just like, listen, I know I'm not directing this, but I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want it. And we'll just toss it in there. That, you know what? I'm Q gets all the credit for this, but add Lovecraft country to the list also. You want a mixture of horror, sci-fi, and segregation? Bro, you... Racist. Serious, Lovecraft Country, I mean, they touch every form of horror, every form of segregation, every form of things that will creep you the hell out. I was just as, I'm about to say, I was just as horrified when you had all the sci-fi shit happening when they got to the castle as I was when she said, we got to get the fuck out of here. Bruh, 
said, oh my God, they gonna die. For black people, segregation, that is scary in itself. Absolutely. When I tell you my mom was on the edge of her wheelchair. You really she, have to calm down. Y'all know what I'm talking Chill about. Chill the fuck out, bro. <laughs> when I said she was on the edge of a wheelchair, when they was driving and that cop just kept tailing them from behind, and because it was in the Ooh, south downtown. Oh my god! And he had to get over that line. He was like, "Come on, come on!" And I, I was like, I, my heart was like this, and I, and I know, it was, and I knew it was a ten episode season. Yes, we so, know. Like somebody got to live. You, as people, you feel it. You feel it. So, thank you, Q, for bringing that up. That that was. Perfect. That was wild. That was excellent. Hey man, you know I just try to add add, add to the content, man. <laughs> uh, also, what I have on here is a simple summer. Don't ask no questions. Go out there and watch Devil <laughs> Yellow or Summer. We know. Summer is a great one. It's the best Martin King Four movie that we have. Mm-hmm. Don't don't break King to my footsteps, okay? I also have Straight Outta Compton. Okay. Good biopic. Yes, biopic of Straight Outta Compton, and. I felt as though that these see, guys. See, see, I, I, I left that on because that movie was full of shit. Oh. <laughs> that movie was so full. Of, yo, yo, Dr. Dre painted himself as like the hero. It's like, yo, this yeah, movie. Okay. I, the like, movie that, itself, not, the content the of the movie. The movie itself is good. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, Minus the truth, because every time somebody talks about that movie. My fault. My fault, my fault. I'm supposed to be Flo Journal Truth. That was cute Flo. Cute Flo started talking. My bad. It's cool. But, you know, damn well, that's not how they came up with Ain't Nothing But a G thing. Get the. Like, <laughs> like, yo. When it comes synthesizers to. Synthesizers is a sample. He didn't come up with that on his own. Never mind. It's okay. He's not incorrect. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying, but it's kind of like with, with Notorious. It's like every time we talk about Notorious or we talk about this movie, they bring up the same two things either Little Kim or they bring up Dre. You know, about- oh well, because this is the thing. It is a very. It's like how we talk about how people whitewash. We like we're in the midst of Black History Month, and how people are always writing thing pieces about how we whitewashed heroes. Yeah. It was a very sanitized version of him in that movie, and I can see why it would enrage some people. I can understand that. But I'm talking. I'm going by when it comes to the, the movie story, itself. Yes, it was the a good movie. Story and what it was trying to teach you, mm-hmm. especially about you know uh, why gangster rap was as popular as it was mm-hmm. and why it was actually needed and why it came. What why it rose to prominence because yeah. let's not forget first gangster rapper from from over here. Yeah, oh, it's me. I'm sorry. Uh, so that's why I had it on my list. So then also. We almost out of here. So now I I got a couple of uh, you want to go back to the the seventies. Mm-hmm. I'll go back to the sixties. You guys see Heat in the Night, the movie, <laughs> not the okay. TV show. I'm talking about revolutionized movie, revolution revolutionized movie where Sidney Poitier slapped a white man in the sixties. That's wild, bro. And he said, "I'm surprised it wasn't the lynch mob waiting outside the production for after that." It was. They didn't hide him, but. They made that statement that took balls. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which spun off into a TV series. And then also had more movies with the organization. You know the TV too. series you had to watch with your grandma? Hey. With Harold Rollins. But, yes. Go check out Here Tonight. Cooley High. I knew he was going to put that on here. Which is why I did not pick it for Good. my 70s pick. I was like, he's going to pick Cooley High. Cooley High, boy. I'm telling you. It's, 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 it's. Just a simple story that teaches so much. 
I, that was one of the first movie deaths where I was just like, man, that's crazy. They didn't have to kill cool cheese. They didn't have to kill cool cheese like that. But it's just like like, like one bad decision. Mm-hmm. One can thing mess up your life. Can fuck everything up. Can mess everything up. And then and I want I still want to know what happened to that girl when they broke up my cabinet. <laughs> okay. Yo, chill out, yeah. bro. He came in there starting that fight, and she said, "I don't want blood show set." I just see Cooley had like a, a, two weeks ago. I so, see. And I say something, but uh, Cooley had definitely talk to me. You know what? Yes. Yeah. That was a good movie. I watched Talk to Me. First, of all, I watched it all year, but especially when it comes back to Hiroshima, I, I watched Talk to Me. It's a simple story about Petey Green, played by Don Cheadle, and with Chiwetel Ejiofor that's in there. Dewey Even Hughes. That was his name. Who plays Dewey Hughes, yes. But, uh... I'm sorry. I heard something. But, that movie, it just tells a story about how impactful that somebody's voice can be. Mm-hmm. How this man helped curve some Martin Luther King riots in D.C. after his assassination. Mm-hmm. How much D.C. respected him and how much national that this man has had gotten in that time. All by just his voice. Yeah. The power of that. Not a not a very well known story. Yeah. But it was a it was a <clears throat> well done movie, I think. Absolutely. Now, oh, let's see. I got about. Two, oh no! I got okay. Hollywood Shuffle. Thank you for putting that in there because okay. I debated putting that in my list. Either yeah. that or I'm gonna get you sucker. They uh-huh. feel like bookends to me. Yeah, you can't have one without the other. You, you, you gotta you gotta watch Hollywood Shuffle. If, if, if black acting school. school. When you talk about good satire, especially for for black people in Hollywood, mm-hmm. Robert Townsend is is just fantastic and help illustrating that story, but also making it quite entertaining and fun. Now I feel bad because I don't have a Robert Townsend project on my list. Oh, that's right. Y'all he both did. have Robert Townsend projects on your he list. Yeah, we did. We had five heartbeats. Oh. Well, go ahead. Put season two of the bear on it. Shut <laughs> up, yo. <laughs> and there's my last two, which I really feel as though they did. These movies can really, can really teach you something. Lean on me. Sam's? Yeah, we're joking. You used to call me crazy. Don't let it call me Batman. That <laughs> <Batman> is coming. <laughs> <laughs> that man chained the doors of that school. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was... Go blue! Go blue! Okay. The enemy is coming! Yes, so... Jesus Christ, Morgan Freeman. Lean on me when I watched that was something that I, I wanted to happen in my school. Why? Because just the people that used to pick on me or just the, little, the, the, the bad season of the you school. You wanted Crazy Joe to come in there and make somebody like, sing the school song? I want an auditorium where they put all the bad kids on stage and kick them out of the school. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, uh, <laughs> When I was young, that's, that's what I want. I want somebody to joke, Clark. It wasn't you about so I said, I want to take all the bad kids that be picking on me and they want to let me play tennis ball and, and the ones that be sitting there bullying and, and they just be, they bet you put them all on the stage and then you kick them out to school. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to laugh. That boy, that's what I, that's what I wanted. I, I, uh, hey, look. I said, we need Mr. Clark. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, Larry. Please go to your next movie. <laughs> and my last movie is the one I think does not get enough credit. It's not watched enough. And she made her directorial debut with this. I think she did a good job. And that's One Night in Miami. 
Oh wow, I did not expect that one, but okay. Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, Jim Brown, and Muhammad Ali. This one hotel, uh, this one night in this hotel room or motel room in Miami, Florida, after uh, Muhammad Ali won the championship. Of course, what it was said in that room, we don't ever know. Everybody's gone. They was say now everybody is gone. Yes, but Jim Brown was hanging in. Hanging in. I said, but the the way to tell a story of four different opinions and help educate about what the problems going on in America by just being in that room, mm-hmm. it's hard to do. And that movie, it, it it flows good and it's quite entertaining. I feel like it's very hard to do a movie or a show yeah. well and you're in one setting. You don't have anything to break up what's happening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that was very well done for um and each man her got, directorial debut. And each man got their licks in. So if y'all haven't checked that one out Miami, of course they ain't released on no physical copy, but you can go watch it on Amazon Prime. I was just watching pulled up and I was like oh I, I, I was I was 78 minutes in let me just you know just start watching this again cause I like it. that's my list now I wanna throw one in here uh huh throw a couple in here that are um they went triple platinum in this house oh lord truck turner boy yeah I got some I got some I got some shots I'm gonna throw up too truck turner you talking about featuring primetime yo please <laughs> we're not doing this right now I'm not Okay. Truck Turner. Go watch it. Um, Y'all want a black exploitation movie? About, Isaac about Hayes is a bounty man? hunter. Bounty hunter. Walking around with a cat piss covered shirt. <laughs> kicking people's asses. <laughs> Tell them you got ran over by a Mack truck. Turner. Yeah, what about truck? Mack truck Turner. Hey, I'm skipping. <laughs> with Yaffa as the, as the villain. Pimp and Michelle Nichols. As yes, Michelle Nichols, yes. aka Aurora, as a madam. <laughs> We're going to waste this bit. <laughs> What's she? What? Oh my God! No, not that one. Turnpike. Oh, turnpike. This is my baby. Turnpike. Yeah. I call it Turnpike because you gotta pay to get on and pay to get off. Boy, I'll tell you. I call her Kentucky Fried because she's a finger looking look good. <laughs> Y'all gotta go watch the Black Potato. Please go watch Truck Turner and laugh at this movie because it's ridiculous. Okay, it's bad, but it's It's it's, horrible. That's what we had. It's a grand old time though. Also, a rage in Harlem. I like a rage in Harlem because I remember you didn't like it. I did not. I was (laughs) sick of watching it. It was because I was sick of watching it. Well, I watched that joint every time I came out. Rage in Harlem is on. Exactly. That's why. Because. Forrest Whitaker now we've seen him in all kinds of stuff but at the time only thing I ever saw Forrest Whitaker in was like super serious shit he was somebody's deadbeat daddy Mm -hmm. he he was um what was that movie he was in where he had them bad braids with the sword was it Ghost Dog you mean last thing is Kyler no it's a movie it's called is it Ghost Dog I'm gonna look it up he had like a pigeon thing on the top of the roof it was a whole thing he was always (laughs) in some serious shit and i'm like you don't get to really see him oh that was 99 but yes it is ghost dog he's a contract killer and uh yeah just just go watch you gotta go check out diary hit me but yes that um 
He's he's a hitman. And he got like pigeons. He be practicing with his sword on the roof and shit. It's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> the point of the matter is. I didn't get to see Forrest Whitaker doing like funny. Like comedy roles. Yeah. And this movie. It was. It stars. Forrest Whitaker. Gregory Hines. And Robin Givens. There's a principal yeah. cast. But there's a whole supporting ensemble. Danny Glover's in there. Danny Glover's in there. Um, George Wallace is in there. God, what was his brother's name? Not his brother. Um, his the, the bull who ran the weird ass club. Oh my God! Oh, the uh, he she they called him. Oh God, I cannot remember what his name is. But there's a bunch of people in that movie. Uh huh. So go check it out. I mean, I, I don't think a whole lot of people. I gotta break my rule, but my mother's favorite line from that movie was at the beginning when they they in. I think this is Mississippi. I think that's where they was from. Yeah, and they got this white man tied up, this rich white guy, and he called them the, the, the niggers, right? And he he pulled out his switchblade, and he kept, he come close to his face. He said, "You called the wrong niggers, niggers." That man was scared out of his ass. And I tell you, my mom loved that scene <laughs> so much. I was like, "Yeah, sucks to suck, bro." Yeah, yeah, sucks to be you. Sucks to suck. Rage of Harlem, y'all. But yes, yeah. go go check it out. Oh God, why I'm not even gonna say the movie that came up when I went to look at Rage in Harlem. Yeah. Go go ahead, please move on. <laughs> so guys, don't that. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, me, what you got, Let me let me let me toss my few buckets real quick. Uh, Harlem Nights. I don't know how we forgot that. Oh, you wanna shoot me in my pinky toe? I'm gonna shoot that toe, that big old black pussy ass toe. We did bring it up, kind of. I was saying because when you were talking about Boomer Ring, I said that's, that's, that's my, my favorite when it comes to Harlem Nights. Um, another one, uh, the harder they fall. That's, the, that, like that's my son's movie. movie too. He be watching it like you that. Know like, you know I'm lightning with the bland bland. Uh. Oh, and I'm thinking damn. of what you give. Yeah, uh, no, he likes the uh, book. He watched the movie too. Oh. Uh, my another one. Uh, the Great Debaters. I don't know why the movie was cool. Yo, I I like the Great Debaters. I, I like because the Great Debaters. I like, like the story like James Foreman when he was younger. Why are you telling what the Great Debaters is? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. I'm like, why are you looking at me? Like I ain't never seen the Great Debaters. Whoa. I watched the Great Debaters with, with thick neck Nate Parker. Yes, yeah. and Journey Smollett. Uh huh. Yeah. Eyes, 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 eyes. Yeah, you're Please. Talking with that southern accent. Please. I like the great debate. She was yeah. so intense. Uh, I think that's it. I forgot. I forgot. I, I thought I was gonna have more, but I forgot the rest. Okay. No, it's no problem. So, <clears throat> top. Uh, we we gonna move on here. So, I have this review I gotta do. Back in 2017. I think it was. I want to make sure I get the date right. Back in 2017, National Geographic put out the series called Genius. Yeah. Uh, and it was, they took, it, it, it was a biographical drama about somebody, you know, in history, and they just told their stories of, I guess what they classify as genius work or just, you know, extraordinary people, right? Season one, he talked about Albert Einstein. Okay. Season two, they talked about Pablo Picasso. Sure, that was interesting. Yeah, and season three, 
they talked about Aretha Franklin. Okay, yes, I think I remember that. And all of a sudden, the series just stopped. And nobody, and I, I wouldn't even pay attention to it that much at all, to be honest with you. Well, then they said recently that in December 2020, they renewed the series for a fourth season. And so, because now Disney's owning it now, and they can put it on Disney Plus like that. And so, what season four was about was about Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. They called it MLKX. So, automatically, I was intrigued by it. I I was like, "Come on, that Martin King, Malcolm X, those those, those are my two heroes right there. I I, want to see." Cause we, how many Martin King movies we get, or how many Malcolm X movies we get, or documentaries we get, but we never can talk about them together. So I was curious about it. I saw the trailer, and I was just like, hmm. Because honestly, I was just like, I don't know if they fit them. <laughs> to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. we have Aaron, uh, Aaron Pierce or Aaron Pierre. I believe his name is called, aka Miss Miss Sedan. Cause that's what I'm gonna be calling him the whole damn um, review. Who plays the part of Malcolm X and uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr., who plays the role of Martin King Jr. And I was like, I, I I've seen his face before. He played BB King and Elvis. Uh, okay. Yeah, and then he has he, he actually has a quite a big library actually. Mm. Of things that of things that he has played in, have I seen all the stuff? Like he was in the in the trials of Chicago Seven. Uh, let's see, Waves, uh, Bolden, Gully. Yeah, he he has been in uh oh oh uh, Monsters and Men. Yeah, he's he's been in a, a lot. He's in Birth of a Nation, Twelve Years a Slave. So I can tell he likes doing this kind of stuff, right? So I was like, well, I'm going to sit there and and. Check it out and watch it and see how I enjoy the series, stuff like that. So I'm gonna give you guys my review. I know, Kifo, I know you did not probably see this, and I shouldn't assume, but I probably think you probably did not, did not see this. But I, I'm gonna open up to this because Lady Sketch has seen some, mm-hmm. but she has not, not seen, seen it all. the whole thing. So <clears throat> I want to open it up for questions. If y'all have questions or things of nature y'all want to say about or curious, please feel free to ask them. Overall, I thought the series was good, just not great. Mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be great. Because the way the series runs is we're telling parallel stories with slight overlap. It's almost like, a, a, so in a nerd sense, think of it like Batman v Superman. Where you got these two parallel heroes that one is in Metropolis and one's in Gotham, but then somehow their lines kind of, you know, some overlap kind of happens, and there's a little bit teasing into when when they will finally meet up or some build up, basically, right? That's what this was like, but just in a more historical context. And they also say at the beginning of the show that they, they they do take liberties of adding certain things for dramatic purposes, okay? That necessarily may not be true, but now since I know a, a lot about the history, I don't know everything. I'm still learning, but. Since I know a good amount of history, I was like, huh, what they're doing here is actually pretty accurate. And also, some of the things that they're talking about in this series, 
is something that I was not expecting to talk about because these are like almost like deep cuts in the way. Deep cuts of history. Of, of, of basically of what happened to these men. And I, I, uh, f- for all sorts of purposes, really enjoyed uh, following, the, following the story. And then when it came into it, following the different characters that came in there, we had uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Lawson, who played Betty Shabazz. She played the mayor, the, the mayor elected in the Batman, uh, the, the black woman mayor that they got, they got shot at the end and Jeffrey White had to go save her. Then we also have, uh, <clears throat> I can't, I'm, I'm going to have trouble passing this, this woman's name, so can you please, uh, I'm going to read, read it off to you. Let me just go look up the cast. Okay. Are you talking about Coretta? Yes. Because okay. she's a, a British actor. Okay. Actress, excuse me. Let's look up. Then we have Ron C. Fitzgerald, who plays Elijah Muhammad, rest in peace, because he just. I think that was his last role, I yeah. think. So, they, uh. Eight episodes, always eight episodes, and they, they pretty much told a good, cohesive type story. But it was it was good at that throughout the whole story that they were telling. It was building up to the eventual meeting that Malcolm and Martin really had in March of 1964, which did not last long. I want everybody to remember that it, it was like a party. You know, it didn't last long, but they were building up to. They even start the series like that, and then they go backwards so we can get up to that part. You found Lady Sketch? I have not. Where did you find the cast list? Oh, I, I just typed in Genius. I, I typed in I, Genius I, MLKX. No, I just typed in just Genius for like the, the series. Mm-hmm. And then went to the Wikipedia page. And then it go, has all the seasons Oh, listed. maybe that's why because that's why it, the, the Wikipedia page is not coming up. Yeah, that that's that, that's how I, I have Gotcha. So, they just had the season finale. And I was like, okay, I I figured they was gonna do this, and I was kind of disappointed that they did. And I, I felt as though that oh, I see why. Weruchi Opia. Yeah, yeah, I I, I wouldn't have. She's about to say she's Nigerian. That's, okay, yeah, well she she plays um, Kareska King. I think she did a pretty good job in it also. The way it ended, I felt as though it, I felt as though it was. I don't want to say safe. But it's like I, I saw that I saw this coming, and I felt as though that after I seen the the amount of time that was on the season finale, I said oh, it's not going to end the way I personally think it should have ended, personally. Mm-hmm. So, real quick, the good overall, I think, automatically, Kelvin Harrison Jr. does a great job as Martin Luther King. At first, when I first saw the trailer, he did not strike me as Martin Luther King, but he does have the mannerisms. He does have the uh, the speech. He does have the talk. Uh, Go ahead. No, no I, I'm curious. I, I want to. It's a conversation. It's a, it's I just a no. I'm listening to you. I was just I clicked on Miss Side Sedan to see what else he's done, yeah. and I was right. It, it's not. It has not been much. Yeah. He's Mufasa. And where? Mufasa, The Lion King. It's in production. But right. you mean like the new one coming up? Mufasa, The Lion King, the movie? Oh, my God. Y'all just gonna call James Earl Jones back? Who keep... No. <laughs> that <laughs> man is... Y'all leave James Earl Jones alone. He is like 95. You heard. Let that man be in his house in peace. So is Patrick Stewart. But we had a lot of people. We uh, could have asked. Y'all asked Miss Hot Sedan? Maybe that... 
You know what's funny also? Isn't this? I'm, I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to start no discourse or anything. But I do often hear people talking about how we have um, non-black Americans playing black American heroes. Yeah. I didn't know he was English. Yeah. I've never heard I've him speak outside yeah. of the movies. Uh-huh. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I Honestly, and also, <laughs> asterisks here. I don't. Can you play the role? Did you do a good job? Mm-hmm. You can't convince me that Daniel Kaluuya did not do a good job being Fred, Fred Hampton, Hampton and Fred Hampton Jr. and his mama was there on the set. So, mm-hmm. an easy on that. But go ahead. Ow. Go ahead. I think Kelvin Harrison did a great job as Martin King. I, I picked out that demand of riches. I. I appreciate the human aspect because now in, in these stories we've been telling more of the human size of these people mm-hmm. now, nowadays and he he really brought that out of the like I knew when he was scared or he was frightened about something and it's like when that curtain came down and he had the little handshake thing that was going on I appreciate that that breach of the character when it comes to um Miss Sassadane uh he was a sedan. And, and my, it, I don't know if I should say this for the bad, but okay, my issue with that, with his performance was, he played Malcolm X from like 1960, that, that, that 1952 to 1961 era Malcolm X. That's, that, that, that's, but he, he played that headstrong Malcolm X throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And whereas, and even still with that portrayal of Malcolm X, I felt as though, that when I was watching him, I was like, "This man is like Lex Luthor waiting for Superman to come to the, you know, to Lex Corp." Because it's all—he's he, walking around slow. He's talking very, very slow. Mark is a fast talker, mm-hmm. fast, loud. Even do some comedy in, in his stuff. Not want you to laugh, but I'm just letting you know what it is. It was just funny. Yeah, this man is talking very, very like. Imagine if anybody seen, you know. Justice League series where everybody thought you know with, with, with the tan almost black Lex Luthor in the mm-hmm. cartoon yeah. that's what he reminded me of <sighs> and I was like I, I, dude he got a good look sure but that's not and then don't get me wrong did he pick up good mannerisms like the, the whole Malcolm X taking the glasses off stress mannerisms sure I feel but I feel like okay uh-huh. I, I was hard on him I'm gonna be honest yeah only because there is just so much out there to work with already. You don't have to take somebody else's portrayal. You can go and just look at footage of Malcolm X. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just... I think before I said flat, and I don't think that's the right word, I think it seemed more one-dimensional uh-huh. is what I personally felt it did not feel like he gave us a well-rounded portrayal (coughs) of Malcolm X and that was and it so it felt unbalanced because that's not what we were getting on the Martin Luther King side I agree with you on that one I agree with definitely agree with you on that one when it came to Coretta and Betty I thought they did good one thing I did like also this this series put emphasis on how important they were in their roles to their husband, yeah. and, and all the stress they had, they had to deal with, and how they would challenge their husbands, mm-hmm. which is not seen enough because they even had episode four was dedicated just to them, 
and it was talking about that there was a parallel time when King wasn't around and Malcolm wasn't around, so you just had them to focus on. And they touched on that. And not a lot of documentary series or movies do that. They are side characters. They are in the back. And these are real women. These are real human beings that really help and challenge and a lot of times keep up their husband's parts of the movement when they weren't there. So them taking time to illustrate that and them taking time to even, like I said, episode four is dedicated to them, but even in the other episodes for them to do that, I feel as though that it it, 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 it just made it that much more relatable to me. You know, not saying I'm a woman dealing with that, but just, you know, just the human aspect of dealing with that. And there's this, there's this new book I'm reading um, called King of Life. It's the new uh, Martin Luther King or, uh biography that uh that just came out uh that's by jonathan ing and it's a really thick book but if, if y'all guys got a chance to go read that it, it's really good and it seems like the stuff that i'm reading about they have put in the series almost as if this was like a research tool mm-hmm. for them to do that of course they put you know some autobiography malcolm x and a lot of other things and they do have their research of where they get certain things from in the show so so once again like I was saying before when I got when I seen things in this episode that or in, in this series that was like really really you know like I didn't even put them in there I appreciate that to the point where now y'all building up something now my expectations is getting low too it's getting high so I kind of want y'all to like nail this finish in a way now in my opinion they didn't do that they did not stick the landing not, not in my personal opinion. I felt as though that the ending was rushed and I felt as though that it was almost, I don't want to say anticlimactic because you already know what happens, right? But the, and I, I was telling you about this earlier. Me personally, now about the now, now for those who don't really want to listen to it, listen to this, okay, well, I'm about to put the history hat on. Okay. And the, the, the thing is, Episode, the, the 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 season finale for the four six minutes, it just goes into like okay, Malcolm is getting threats. He grows a goatee. Mm-hmm. He goes to the ballroom. He gets shot. Mm-hmm. That's the end of Malcolm's story. Then we go back to King. It jumps a year later. He grows a goatee. It's crazy. It, it, seriously, yeah. It 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 he. Martin writes uh, a telegram to Beisha Boz, and now we're a year later, and we are going into talk about Vietnam. Then we're going into Memphis, and then Martin is shot. Martin's story is over, and then we go to 1972, where both the wives meet for the first time at the uh, Black National Political Convention that they had at Gary, Indiana, mm-hmm. and that's how the that's how the series ends. I'm fine with that immediate ending. That's, why, that's how I thought it was going to end in the first place. With the two of them meeting yeah. each other? Makes sense. But, the the whole reason this is called MLKX was the basic start. Did they even have a, a play called The Meeting mm-hmm. that's based on this? Yep. That I felt as though for the build-up that the series gives, it don't stick the landing. It was... I mean, I understand the meeting was quick, but y'all made it to the point where it was, it was. It seemed inconsequential. 
There you go. That's a good word to put. Yeah. I don't know because I did see that part and I thought I had missed something. Yeah. I was like, did I? Did I, did I walk out the room and we missed it? No. I, that was the thing about this series, I guess, because they didn't want to put emphasis on the obvious parts of a story. But I just find it so odd to run these two lives, to run their lives parallel and never have a time where they actually meet each other. Like, you see them meet each other. Not, it's a newspaper. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we do get to see of them actually physically meeting, meeting each other. But it's just, it's like, I feel like from that point on yeah, is when I was just like, okay, all right, where we where where we going? And then I don't know if I don't know if that's when it started to feel rushed. But I don't know the just so for me just so happened to come in on the last episode where they are at the part where they are getting killed. Yeah. And then it's just not I'm not saying you have to show it. But I feel like it could have been done better I don't think you had to show here's what I was saying because I think the series should have ended well not ended you can't do everything in an eight episode series mm-hmm. there's a lot of life that goes on there yeah. and, and, and in parts of the series like when we get to episode 3 they already talked about okay hey we are 26 days to the boycott they gave us a little backstory of what the boycott was mm-hmm. talked about even they even Illustrate the women that were arrested before Rosa Parks. Oh, did they give little Claude Coven her, yes, her spotlight? Did. Good they for def- her. They definitely did. They de- that's why I'm saying the, the 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 series was doing things that I didn't expect the series to do. I and, appreciate that because yeah. y'all don't be talking about little Claude Coven. I mean, exactly. she's a grown lady now, but back then, exactly, she was a teenager. But they talk about that. Now we're into the boycott, or even. When it comes to episode four, which is the mid, the, the mid season finale, where it's like, okay, we're we're letting y'all know that we're going to skip Birmingham and we're going to go right into the pre- preparation for the march on Washington. But you illustrated that. Me personally, I'm like, this whole thing needs to center around 1964. This is that year that from March '64 to May, excuse me, to February of '65. That's when they really overlapping here. And the way that y'all illustrated in the show, when Malcolm X seen that Martin Luther King was on the Time magazine after he proposed to Betty, and this this Negro leader is getting a lot of publicity, helps inspire him to go to Mike Wallace and do the hate that he produced, which is to get the Nation of Islam out there. Mm-hmm. So he can be, you know, so their message can be, well, publicize and get more like it went there and then when Martin is sitting there watching on TV the premiere of when the hate the hate produced and then Michael Max calls him Uncle Tom mm-hmm. and then it inspires him to go on this protest that he, in Atlanta that he was already didn't want to go on which it should be forced that's how like the, 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 that was the build up in 1964 they did they did meet but what a lot of people don't know is Malcolm been always been trying to debate Martin mm-hmm Martin turned down. Martin, like, now we're not doing this. Malcolm X, it's not like Malcolm X says nation. It's like Malcolm X has debated James Baldwin and Y.T. Walker. 
and Byron Rustin and James Farmer, all this shit would have been associated with Martin Luther King. So it ain't like he's just so on the outside, yeah. he don't know what the hell's going on. That's not what it is. When the passage of the Civil Rights Bill was happening and Martin Luther King was doing a press conference there with all them sitting up in the room, in the back of the room, there's footage of this. Malcolm X is sitting back there, listening in on his press conference, as in, I'm coming to you. Which I I was hoping after what after everything he was talking about in the episodes leading up there, I was hoping that they was going to show that because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even know about that. The way the way it's illustrated is just like, hey, Michael's walking down the, down the hallway. Here come King. Oh, hey, you was here, bro? What's happening? You know what I'm trying to get like you. I'm, you know what I'm saying? You know, let's shake hands. All right, we make t-shirts. All right, bro. I'll holler at you later. Now we make t-shirts. <laughs> That's what it's been publicized as. Yeah. And it's not even that that this thing was like, yo, bro, I'm coming to see you. Or you know, and, and you know, they, they like I said, the the the, the meeting only lasts about ninety seconds, but the build up to that. Not only that, that kind of transforms it. Then one thing I, I was hoping, like, okay, stay in sixty four because important events happen to both of them. King gets a Nobel Peace Prize. Malcolm goes to Mecca. Yeah, they only just like. They swept by that. Yeah. Why, it was why? like he picked up the brochure about him taking the Hajj yeah. uh, to Mecca. And then um, then we talk about... Then we get uh, Lyndon B. Johnson talking about how he went from being a Nobel Peace Prize um, winner to the most hated man in America. And it's like, we really didn't get, like, dig into... That's what I'm saying. Some very important pivotal points in their life. Transformation points. That's why I feel so like okay now since after the Nobel Peace Prize after his trip to Mecca now come 1965 the Martin does a campaign that says we're gonna go for voting rights. Mm-hmm. Okay, down some. Martin goes and these protests. He gets jailed. Now they they. Where they felt as though that they cut the head off the voter rights movement. So what does Malcolm do? He says, "I'm going to go down to Selma." <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just that sound. That's wild. Yeah, I'm going to go down to Selma, and I'm going to since their leaders in jail right now. I'm going to just step in here real quick, not to discredit this man, but to keep y'all motivated. Uh-huh. So he goes down there. So that's when y'all get the you know house nigga field nigga speech. Sorry, and. That's in Selma, Alabama. After that, after that speech, he meets Coretta Scott King for the first time. Where they finally meet each other. There's still overlap there. I'm like, that. That's but why not put that in there? Yeah, because they did discuss with their wives yeah. how what, how was the meeting? What did y'all talk about? Yeah. and they both had good things to say about the other. Yeah. And how they were surprised because they didn't expect the the other person to be whatever it was. Yeah. And then that was kind of it. Exactly. And then, unfortunately, two weeks later, Malcolm is killed. That right there is where I I not fully end the story, but that's why I get get the cutoff. Then all the little videos that that that, that y'all doing, uh, summing up everything. I would have summed it like, y'all, from 1965 to 1965 after the summer campaign, y'all don't have to show Bloody Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
Just like when did I have a dream? They show him having a speech because we've seen it already a, a lot of times. We can illustrate it a different way. You can just say from this on, Martin now try to go up to the north. Michael came to the south, so I'm gonna go up to the north. We went to Chicago. It didn't work out for him, but I'm just saying. But that's that's what happened. But you can just give me that in text, and then we come back to 1968. If even if y'all wanted to do Vietnam, fine. And we go to 68, and then it explains King getting killed. And now we've end off with the wives. I think they was just sitting there trying, like, hey, we got to, Martin lived an extra three years. We got to try to fit. uh, Fill in this extra three years. Fill in that story. But we didn't need to. Mm -hmm. Because you could just eat. The the most important year that these men had was, and what the whole show was building up to in the first place. Was glossed but it was over. definitely skirt skirt right on by. Cause I, I I was at the end of episode because it's eight episodes at the end of episode seven I was really really high I was like oh man we get into some drama here mm-hmm. and episode eight I was like what's happening here we're doing the Selma campaign and Martin Luther King was a part of Bloody Sunday so they tried to combine when he got arrested the first time mm-hmm. with Bloody Sunday it didn't work at least in my opinion it, it didn't work and I was like yo Michael came down south That this is a big thing that happened in that year and we're not talking about it and it's like we just gotta get to them getting killed and we just gotta get to Betty Coretta at the end and I think that cheapens everything Yeah, I, at least for what this show is called I was not here for the 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 drive by and this is in no way trying to be funny uh-huh. but the drive by way we discussed them both being assassinated and then to get to Betty and Coretta it's what it felt like that was just a means to an end for them two to meet at the end of the series and I was just like that's weird that that feels it feels weird I, I was very confused about the the meeting. Like I just knowing because this you were more of the expert on this this part, but knowing that there was times, especially in the year leading up to Malcolm's death, that they were either interacted with each other or were I don't know because I, I don't want to say playing off of each other, but. Mm. They were on opposite ends of the seesaw here. Like yeah. they, they were in each other's atmosphere. There uh-huh. we go. It just seems weird. Cause why parallel their life, knowing that there is a a part where at at the very least we could get into what happens at, with during the meeting or right up to the meeting after the meeting whatever you would dramatize a little bit I would say yeah y'all y'all took liberties of everything else exactly so I'm saying so why that's what the whole thing is building up to and I'm like it, it probably wouldn't have even sat bad in the mouth if they had showed that part where the way Kelvin Harrison played King and how nervous he was because they showed this man's like Yo, I really don't want to go to this protest. I really don't want to do this sitting right now. Well, why can't? Because I'm scared. <laughs> I really don't want to do. Because <laughs> these got, people are crazy. I got too much. I got too much to lose. And and they. It, it wasn't like every time they came. It, 
it was like he was also forced to, especially when he came to like the Atlanta sit-ins, mm-hmm. and his secretary was sitting there just talking crap right in front of Julian Bond. Could talk about so he would just love because that was said, a, that part. I was like, all right, girl. And he said, yo, yo, sis, let me pull you to the side. You were spicing okay. this a bit too much. Exactly, and it's just like, yo, I really don't want to do this. So it would have. I, I would like it to the point where if they show Michael just like, hey, yo, man, go. Are you trying to go? You trying to go head to head debate with me right now? You're like, yo, I really don't want to talk to this guy because uh, he can mess up my whole movement and I can lose my white support. That's basically what it was. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, okay, but then and then imagine him doing all that in the show, and then when we get to the point where he's doing the press conference, and he look in the back, and he's like, damn, I see you, bro. And it's just like, oh, sh-. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, it, it, it's like, oh my god, you're building drama and so that really happened in real life. I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm not saying Martin was really life scared of Malcolm. No, I'm saying, but but it's, let's not be strategic. Play checkers, make trust not checkers. checkers exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. But also, I do think it was important to see the Vietnam part where he spoke out against the war. I, you're, you're you're right. Because listen, if it, if Bernie's King not gonna do anything else, she gonna tell y'all to keep her daddy name my y'all mouth. Yeah. Because y'all didn't like that man when he died, and y'all didn't like the fact that he was becoming more radicalized than you'd like to say he was. They almost switched roles. Yes. They almost, they, it, it's like, they both switched roles at the end because Michael wasn't even talking about, there was, he was talking about human beings. He was talking about, he's like, can we please just get it together? Everybody yeah. is trash, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody trash, get it together. He, However, he, he softened his image and he got more radical. Exactly. Yeah, and he was yeah. just like, now, because why are we, what are we doing here? Why are y'all doing X, Y, and Z? What does war got to do with yeah. And everybody's like, wait a minute. We liked you. Now what shut up and play basketball basically. Yeah. But no. From his they, friends too, Jackie Robinson, Roy Wilkins. And they they, they oh. was going out uh, up against him because they didn't want to I mean, honestly for the same reason that he didn't want to be out here messing with Malcolm. Yeah. You don't want to upset the majority, the people who are going to get you the help that you need and you want to seem like at the time a patriot yeah no so again i appreciate that from bernice king every the top of every quarter one of every year yeah. from martin luther king day always through uh black history month yeah i appreciate when she is like y'all don't come on here talking about i had a dream with all the kids mm-mm, mm-hmm. Don't be putting Martin Luther King in your email signature. It, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. I, I, I do feel as though, like, okay, it's a decent enough watch. Yeah. I, I, it's I, not I horrible. Me and my son, I, I, I just put it on now because, you know, it's good. there are a couple episodes on there that I really like. I really like episode three. I like. I really like episode four. I liked episode seven. Which was the one right right before the season finale. That's when the, the things the tension is really getting high. You I want to have a talk with the person who did the score. So that is one of the things that my wife did not like was I hated that it. they had a, for the situation that was going on. They played a lot of newer music. Some things fit. Some things some, work. Yeah, and some <laughs> things just did. You gonna play like Aloe Black or somebody? It'd be all right. <laughs> and I'm not even being yeah. funny, but like he has a voice that he has that very doo-wop soul sounding type voice yeah so if he gonna sing something mm-hmm. he'd be all right john legend even <laughs> john legend sound he got civil rights in his throat sometimes yeah however 
I don't know whatever that song was for the Betty and Coretta episode. It pissed me. It pissed me off. I was like, I'm gonna have to mute this because why are we why are we doing this? Even though I think it took you out the whole episode. No, I because I do think that. I think it, it, if you it I, did a I, good job because yeah. I did see more of the episode beyond that point. I think it did a good job in telling the story of how they were just like, like I'm. I'm beat. I don't know how what to do here. How am I supposed to basically? How am I supposed to be a wife to someone in this position? Because I don't think that you know. You hear people say, "Oh, behind every strong man is a, a strong woman," because you, yeah. you gotta have somebody that is a great support system when you are doing something so high profile. Yeah. Right. People love to discount that because if you can't. If you can't come home and decompress, if you don't have someone to bounce your ideas off of, if you don't have someone who is willing to be your partner and pick up the slap and slack and fill in the gaps in the places where you may not be strongest, especially while you're out on the front lines doing X, Y, and Z, and you're giving yourself to everybody else, and I have to take some shorts. Yeah. You have to have the right partner for that. And I, I think that. That episode did do a good job um, talking about the delicate balance of being a partner to a strong personality and a high profile figure and having to be that support system but still having to take somewhat of a back seat not just because you are his wife and the less public figure but because it is the 60s yeah so you have you yeah you need your husband to um navigate certain things in life at this time but sure you know it's not like betty and coretta was no slouch like they was just in the house you know making being a homemaker they were women with voices who if they had not been with their husbands probably would have been just fine yeah i wouldn't be opposed to a betty and coretta series <laughs> so we can kind of like do better for the movie i'm not about to say i'm not laughing because i don't want that i'm laughing because of that movie i'm like if we, we were to do like season five it's like okay we're going to just focus on these two women as betty and coretta and say okay we're going to take what the movie could do it's just it could to... be a continuation because next week, next week, next well, technically yes, but yeah. next month is Women's History Month yeah. too. I mean, well, I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be until next year. But yeah, but, yeah. but still, there's a there's there's time you can throw it in Black History Month. You could throw it in Women's History Month. Yeah. But I don't know if they would do. It doesn't seem like they're doing a like continuation kind of thing. They're they're moving on to another. Yeah, it's, it's an anthology series, figure so. once they're done. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. So what's your thinking? But we could have got maybe a couple extra episodes or something. I would look. I, I saw. I thinking, if not episodes, at least maybe like, season five. They should have been like ninety minutes. Yeah, we could have got a little yeah. extra time. Cause yeah, I'm sure at this point they got all these kids to raise by themselves, mm-hmm. and they're still living in the shadow of their husband. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and you left to hold up this legacy. That's a, that's a big ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I. I I, rec- I do recommend, if, especially if you guys, 
you know, want to know more about Martin King, more about Malcolm X, you know, read read, read that book I was telling you about, King of Life, you know, you can read all about it if you're Malcolm X, but I, I, I still recommend check out this series. It may not set the landing, because like I said, for, for me, like for when my son, he wants to see it with me, and Benjamin, because he was waiting until everything is done, I'm like, yeah, cool, I have no problem watching this over and over again, but... I'm going to say, you know, for me personally, for, for the history that I know, that landing could have been stuck a lot better. To anybody else, it could have been like, oh, I'm cool with that. But it all it all depends. I want to know what your <laughs> rant was about, sir. Oh, yeah, it's time it's time for Q's rant, man. We bring this back. I mean, this was a weekly segment where Q would just go ahead and rant. No, I'm joking. Um, listen, so why are we talking about movies and trailers and whatnot? Did you see the trailer for Borderlands? I did not see the trailer for Borderlands yet. Okay, cool. Now, everybody know I am probably, you know, out of the, the Nerd Coalition family, I am the Borderlands, like, fanatic. Okay. I done played all of them except for the Telltale games because I'm not a Telltale fan. Also, my apologies for my background. Um, But, yeah, I'm not a Telltale fan. But besides that, I played all of them. One, two, three, the pre-sequel, and the, the spinoff, like, in fact, I was playing three until I bought a new game. But anyway, then they finally dropped the trailer for the Borderlands movie. Now, I'm not going to hold you. I forgot they was doing this, and I thought it was canceled. Okay. And my thing is, this movie's going to be a piece of shit. <laughs> y'all, I, I don't understand what y'all moms went into with the casting. All right? Kevin Hart as Roland is, well, I mean, no, no, ain't no well, I mean, Kevin Hart as Roland, first of all, like if you played the game, which I'm sure none of them people who made this movie did, Roland isn't a jokey character. He's a serious, he's pretty, he's one of the more hardened characters. And y'all get goofy ass family man, Kevin Hart. Are now are we sure that he's not playing a more serious portrayal? I can't tell from the trailer. Okay. Because even though, even though Borderlands has like, it has like, Fil- it's like filthy comedy because mm-hmm. you know you'll have a gun called the butt plug or something like that like it has Ooh. it's like filthy college comedy or whatever Roland was still pretty serious I can't really tell from the trailer it's not just Kevin Hart though you got Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis who I love I love Jamie Lee Curtis alright they got her playing Patricia Tannis and if you play the game and then you see Jamie Lee Curtis is like, this doesn't fit at all. Patricia's like a paranoid scientist. Jamie Lee, like Jamie Lee, she not she not that. She cool, calm, and collected. In the trailer, she's cool, calm, and collected. She's not like a, oh my God. Like y'all just got the character, like y'all got the casting wrong so bad. Jack Black is Claptrap. Like why, Claptrap, it's a robot. You could have just got the voice actor. <laughs> from the game. Now they got they got like, it's just, Jack Black. It should be interesting. Now, however, I don't want to fully. Uh, I'm going to shit on this film, but I gotta say, the trailer it, it was pretty spot on for a video game movie. It was pretty spot on for a video game movie. Well, you, you know they tend to have trouble doing video game movies the right way. Yeah. It's just the cat. It's like the casting is just all wrong. Like, like y'all got Tiny Tina. Like her character, her casting is cool, but it's like, again, I'm just going off of the trailer. The movie could be total 180. It's like she kind of tame, and Tiny Tina isn't a tame character. 
she she she's uh she's kind of like you remember Kowalski from you remember uh the penguins from Madagascar? Yeah. And you had Kowalski, the one who's always blowing shit up. Like that's all he knows is blow shit up. That's Tiny Tina, but you know she's a person, so she talks. Like all she want to do is blow shit up and call people cute and hot stuff or whatever. But um, yeah, man, this casting is terrible. This casting is all wrong. I, I, like I, I kind of wish the writer strike kind of destroyed this film. Wow, okay. that's crazy. The the cat like this 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 casting is just so wrong, and it's like y'all y'all not portraying my characters the right way. I mean, some of our favorite characters, and so like every and then it's like no 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 I'm not, I'm skipping that. But like so everybody saying oh man just let the movie come out kiss my ass all right y'all know damn well this was y'all was bitching about Avatar this whole time this live action Avatar that's on Netflix which I also heard ain't doing so hot y'all been bitching about that all lead up but we can't bitch about this shut up shut up all right that's my five minute rant I mean that's a great swag way yes do you think that uh if you see the action it could be better if I saw the Borderlands movie yeah I I don't know uh I'm gonna give it I'm gonna hashtag give it a chance though because you know we want to you know, we got to do our due diligence and have movie reviews and whatnot. So I'll hashtag give it a chance. But you know me, like I'm going in there with this with a negative mindset already. But again, like from like also, though, based from what I've seen on the trailer, as far as like the the planet and like the um, catch a ride vehicles and the, even the guns, it's pretty spot on. It was very spot on, actually. Like, so I will give them that credit. Like they some of the some of the aspects of the game they got like dead on, but it's just like a game is only as good as its characters, and if you're going do the casting, you got to do the casting right. I can respect that because speaking of casting, we got this new MJ biopic coming up. Oh, that wasn't what I think. Where I thought we were going, but go ahead. Uh, but so as the as. The the uh, the months is going on as they're recording it as we speak. More and more set photos have been coming out, and they have Jafar Jackson in like every era of Michael, and it's it's crazy. So me and Primetime did did talk about uh, his thoughts a little bit about it when it came to the um you know the, the set pictures. I may put that version up. As the YouTube video, and we talk about this on the podcast now. But uh, have y'all seen real quick? Have y'all seen the set photos? I've only seen the off the wall. Um, I haven't seen all of them. Two of them. And most of the set photos I've seen were like just Catherine and a joke. I haven't seen any of the kids. Real okay, okay. Hold on, Qfuck. Because see, now since you said that, I'm just like, so I gotta, I gotta send you some now because you know, prior, you know. Me and Prime always keep each other updated because, you know, I guess we're fanatics. So, I want to send you uh, the uh, off-the-wall the off the wall version, uh, if I can download it right. So, Lady Sketch, while I'm sending these to Q so he can have some reference of things, uh, how do you, like, from the set photos that you've seen so far, mm-hmm. how do you... Like in 
Jafar Jackson so far, or, or what they, or the effort they're doing to try to make this, you know, as I can appreciate that possible. they're trying to, they're really putting their best foot forward to try and make him look like Michael. Oh, so sorry. I do think that, um, like I said when I saw it the first time, he's he's a little heavy in the bottom of the face, so uh-huh. it looks. You can tell, like it's, it's amazing we say that because you know the kid, kid about this. <laughs> no, and I don't I, mean that like he's like his face is fat. I don't want to say anything like that, but his his jaw shape is it's more like Jermaine. He looked like Jermaine mm-hmm. in in the Jerry Curl. So it's like think about Jermaine in the seventies on the off the wall cover. It's kind of what it gives you is something in that realm. To be fair. Mike's face was more rounder when he was in off the wall. When he was in off the wall, I know, but yeah. it was I, we. I looked at. Remember, I bought up the picture, and I bought up the uh, the. I looked at it up against the picture that we got from the set, and um, you know, I'm not trying to be nitpicky. Obviously, yeah. this is a this is a biopic because I saw people on like Twitter talking about not them putting Jafar face on off the wall. Would you think I was gonna put the real album cover back there while he was playing <laughs> Michael Jackson? You dipshits! I'm sorry, I because I, I was ugh, Lord, that was a dickhead ass thing to say. Yeah, I, I had to bring I, I had to bring the Philly up and out. It's all, it's all that good. was dumb. When have you ever been in? Uh, or been in seen a movie where someone else is playing the celebrity or the person who is being portrayed and we got the actual pictures in the background what well shit you know there has been a couple of movies like we definitely seen with um Godfather Harley Dale with Michael Max yes like yeah. okay, okay yeah. that, so, that's that's sloppy let's uh-huh. be honest but usually if there especially if it's a movie that is about this particular person they reshooting everything we had pictures of um young angela bass uh, young looking angela bassett and lawrence hilton jacobs like they was really Catherine and joe jackson like come on y'all what come on do do better do better Anyway, did you get okay? As you keep on writing, did you get the did you get the uh, the pictures cute, Flo? All right, I said you you can still you can still keep keep going, lady sketch. I'm just saying, like that was like why would you say that? Like that was yeah, and, and like tried to laugh it off like it was supposed to be funny and everybody was roasting. I'm like, bro, what did you think was gonna happen? So okay, I think yo, keep 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 ranting, keep ranting. I'm parking the car. Uh-huh. I think they're doing a they're doing a good job of making him look like Michael. It's obvious someone else is playing. It's not yeah. like it's him. Um, but they look good so far. I like that better than I like Nia Long as Catherine. Y'all yeah. can be mad at me if y'all want to. I don't care. No, I mean, I I do get it. However, there are some pictures so they, they had, it, it clearly looks like they're doing the, the, Jehovah, the uh, Jehovah's Witness runs where Catherine is in her business suit and Michael just has, you know, his like uh, his high waters and his uh, dress shirt and his you know black tie, and he has like the, like this bag around, like he's giving out you know pamphlets because Michael did go used to go house to house like Jehovah's Witness did and try to get people to, to join him. So they do got those pictures up there, and I'm like I can just tell this is like straight '80s Michael right here, and she didn't look bad. She That's crazy, bad. by the way. Yeah, so if if you look up the set photos, like those should be the ones that they, that they come up, because mm-hmm. uh, those are the most recent ones that they, they have, 
And I was like, these are um, these are pretty good. Did it like at like the baby hair is going? I'm, I'm sitting look at the baby hair. I, first, I was trying to make sure the hair don't look like <laughs> it's too thick. Baby hair. It, it, it had a baby hair on there. You gotta had a baby hair on there. And for for them, like when I was looking at the pictures of, of so far from from off the wall to that version of Michael when he's with his his mother uh, doing the Jehovah's Witness pamphlets, and from to Dangerous, mm-hmm. I said this is it. Y'all are doing some top quality tier stuff here yeah. because I ain't gonna lie I was like long as it ain't flat app like it they was a man in the mirror they do, well we listen I don't care what happened I knew it wasn't finna be that mm-hmm. nothing can be as bad as that yeah if you put, if you look up needed a check in a dictionary <laughs> it's Flex Alexander's picture next to it mm-hmm. in that horrible baby powder ass makeup yeah so I knew they had a bigger budget than whatever that was. They they have said they're going to try to take their time with this the best they could. And from from, from the, the shot, obviously, we're doing a biopic. And it's like this. I think Jafar in this off the wall looks way more closer to Michael than Homegirl does with the Houston. Yes. Okay. I mean, he got a little bit of an in, being that he is yeah. actually a Jackson. Uh-huh. Them jeans be strong. Um, But... Yeah, she did not like Whitney Houston. Y'all can try, try as you might. Nothing about that movie was actually Whitney Houston. Is it, yeah. So I was just like, so that, that that found ways to take me out of it a little bit. But this one here, I'm saying, look, from that, especially if I uh, when I said to, to Q, when I got this off the wall here, and then I'm looking at Dangerous, I'm just like, uh, just, just just like night and day mm-hmm. of how, and, and I'm sitting looking at it like, damn, that's 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 the same guy. So I'm 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 really curious of how. See now, it's like now you got to look, but now we're about to act. Yes, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for yeah. some clips or something. That that's what I'm worried about. I I am really worried about the acting of it, and see if because it that first teaser or that first trailer, that that's that's gonna be the one that's going. You the, can look as nice as you want to, but can you well, act? I'm gonna say it like this. The Michael Jackson name is gonna sell the movie regardless. Yeah. Yeah. The the fans, the dire fans, even the blind fans is gonna go in there. Not the they, yeah, it, it, but it trust me. Not Stevie it, going to the movie. Yeah. So you're gonna have those kind of fans. But then also the one but before the other was like, Hey yo, it's a it's a Michael Jackson movie. So and we gotta see if this man gonna be able to pull it off. And if he can be able to at least get from the clips, like you get the best clips together, that's what the point of a trailer is, to do that and sell the movie, then I think you got something decent on your hands. Yeah. And with, with this off the wall for me, can, can I tell it's Jermaine Jackson's son? Sure. Yeah. But can I tell, if I'm looking like, if, if I, my at hands turn, if I, my hands turn, I look I'm like this, oh, that's off the wall. Wait, that's not Mike? Yes, I. Yeah. This, that's yeah. what happened the first time. I was like, yeah. that, that looked like, um, that's an off-the-wall album cover, and I was yeah. like, wait a minute. Something's a little off about that. But for a biopic, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, so I wait for uh, Q-Flo to give us up something, because I want to get his opinion about the the, the ones that I just, at least I just sent him. If you go look up, if you have time to go look up the, the most recent ones they did of the, the Jehovah's Witness ones. <laughs> Where is it at? I, I just have a Michael biopic uh, photos or... 
uh, I guess I screenshots like or you know uh, leaked images. You know, say whatever you want to put. I don't think I want to put that in any search bar. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're right on that. It is. It's, it's, All right, it, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Oh, finally, my fault, y'all. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Um, I can tell like it's close. Like that's pretty accurate. I won't lie. That's pretty accurate. Especially like this off the wall one. To see it, it like on first glance is like, yo, is that? My-? And then it's like, wait, that ain't right. Yeah, but it's close. It's like it's close enough. To, to 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 be like hey, because you know, obviously when you do biopics obviously it's, it's hard to get people to look exactly mm. like the person but I mean you, every once in a while you, you'll roll that that a Tupac me alone I just saw the picture of her in a suit uh huh it's like every now and then you, you can roll the dice you can get that guy to play Tupac and. All eyes on me. Where he looked just like him, but like, he can't like, act. Yeah, just, just just like Tupac. You can roll every time, but most of my pictures, you obviously can, you know, tell it's like somebody playing as them. But you know, as long as you can get close, like I, I'm not talking about so far like Anthony Mackie as Tupac. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Y'all be wondering why I always give him, I'm always giving him bars. Yeah. When you talk about, when you talk about like. That drastically far. It's that like, was okay. ridiculous. Like somebody had to tell me who you was. And I'm like, bro, am I watching crossover? Or am I watching toys? Because because th- that that that's exactly exactly what it felt like. So, but when you can get when you can get close like this, like with that off the wall or, or dangerous, I'm like, okay. I now I really gotta see what you got in the bag. Right. And like I said, you know black people telling black stories. Yeah. I just I always have, want the family involved. Huh? I just always want the family involved. Yeah. I appreciate Antoine Fuqua directing this movie. Yeah. He has a he has a good he has a good library. <laughs> he does. So I, I and I, he he seems he, he, he seems like the director would be like this, hey, we ain't gonna bullshit. This some bull- I said, this some bullshit. Yeah. We ain't gonna bullshit, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them I'm gonna tell the man's story, you know. That's how I personally feel about it. Any other opinions before we, we probably just uh, probably end it because um no nah, I'm good I'm good since the soldier man yeah 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 hate for Nia Long is kind of disheartening especially I love Nia Long to the end to the ends of time I just don't I'm not particularly in favor of her playing Catherine Jackson I, I just. At- after seeing Color Purple, I kind of really want to see Cole and Rico on this Joe Jackson. Man. I'm very curious about him as Joe Jackson. Damn, you know that. It's <laughs> her as Catherine Jackson because, honestly, I, I'm going to be biased all the time. Yeah. I don't think anybody besides Catherine Jackson can play her better than uh, Angela Bassett. I just don't think that's going to happen. You're right. I'm just and then after she kind of she left me out to dry with fatal affair or whatever that thing was called oh yeah oh. i was like baby what you know, happened uh, you know okay real quick uh spontaneous since this podcast we kept it like straight black i'm gonna keep it that way listen i saw color purple okay i saw color i i, I i'm sorry I, I i wanted to wait for you i'm not i'm gonna watch it more than once 
I am very familiar with The Color Purple, the movie. I never read the book. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it on Broadway. Okay. So, when it comes to those elements, I don't know. But th- this version of Color Purple, which all my friends have said they had no interest in seeing. So, if you if you take offense to that cute flow, so be it. Because I think you told me that once. Hey, dog, will holler. Yeah. But, I was like, I'm going to go see The Color Purple. And I had a damn good time with it. But, That's once again, up. I understand everybody don't like musicals. And everybody talk about something tragic. Why I do? I'm like, it's not the movie. It's not a, it's How, not a remake. It's not a remake. However, they, everything that happened in the movie, like I said, I don't know about the book. It, it, happens, in the, it happens in this movie. It's just a musical. Yes. So, like, there are, they, of course, have, they run parallel to each other. But there yeah. are things that were explored more. In one versus the other, nothing is as thorough as the book. It, that's the, the the whole point of it, yes. and it is a musical. Yes, I like Halle Bailey's job. First of all, I like both the both the girls in the beginning. That's um, playing Young Seely and uh, I was yeah. confused about Halle Bailey's casting as well, but I heard she did a good nah, job. Not as much as I was confused about Sierra. Same. I'm like, but I, I get it because in the, it, it, at least like I said, the movie they're both dark skinned girls. But yes, I'm like yeah. they are both they they're both girls who it made sense for their I'm not gonna say it made sense because that's not the right words. Mm-hmm. The whole point of making them feel like they were less than, they're ugly, they're this, they're that. Exactly. Yeah. You're not convincing me that some man at any point where a paper bound uh, paper bag test was a thing. Is looking at Halle Bailey and saying you ugly. No. Or Sierra. But, but however, it's just, it's just like Mister wanted that one, mm-hmm. but he ended up getting silly. Dion Cole plays Alfonso. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That I did know. Okay. I, didn't yeah. know that. I was like, I was shocked. I was like, I don't know. I did. He, he did pretty good. I heard he did a good job. And he, I was like, because hey, people were mad at him. Yeah. They was they was sit. I think he said that he was sitting in a the theater next to somebody and he didn't realize it was him. Yeah. And he was just like, "Oh, I hate him." Yeah. And she's like, "He's like, yeah, girl." Yeah. You did a good job. He he, he did because first it, it took a couple of times. I'm like, wait a minute, I know that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's um. You know how to play. Exactly. That's you. What's that, that man? man? I was like, oh wow, wow. That's it. Now I've heard criticisms about. Coleman Domingo's version of Mr. Yeah, I heard that, that some people felt he wasn't harsh enough or he was it. more he was too sympathetic. This Mr. This version of Mr. is a little bit more sympathetic. It's actually funnier. And mm. he's uh he is an asshole. I mean you can't is play it, this role and not be an a, asshole. He is an asshole, but there are more it's like <laughs> Hated Danny Clover. Yes, at the like, end of the movie when he was by himself, I was just like, "It serves you right." In this movie, Mister gets more of a redemption. He, he, okay, he gets like a redemption. Yeah, arc, I guess he, 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 he gets a redemption. But uh, if it comes like you know, still smacking women and still being, he still, he still, he still does that. I have no. I think Fantasia did a beautiful job as um, Ceiling. Well, she played her on Broadway. Yeah, I think I think he did good, and I and. First of all, the transition, uh, the transitions into the musical numbers, I thought they worked. Mm-hmm. When Harpo was building the juke joint, 
That that was a that, singing that, number. That's a song. That's a, a scene that I feel like would have made sense for a musical number. A lot yeah. of people were saying they didn't want to see musical numbers in the middle of such a heavy movie, and I was just like, mm, that could be debated. Yeah, or uh, when Celia was looking at the picture and being so curious about Sugar Avery, that turns to a musical number. Mm-hmm. Even when she giving Sugar Avery a bath, that turns to a musical number. Makes sense. Yeah, you know. So I was like, they are finding, and they like. Mr. Kennedy talked about, so I'll be slapping them. You know, he, he, he I'll be, be slapping them hoes. I'll be smacking them hoes. They don't want the ground stuff on the wall. It, it was. <laughs> oh, yo, go watch Big Boozle. Yo, I'm telling you, it's just hilarious. Look, it, it wasn't like Mr. was doing any of that. It was like it was so out of pocket. Like everybody started to sing. I mean, he did have a singing part in there, but that's when he was in the beginning riding on his his horse with the banjo. Yeah. <laughs> Not the banjo. I think Taraji. He's he's trouble. He yeah. he ride on a horse with banjo. banjo yeah. Mm. Uh, Luke Austin Jr. played his daddy. He now. Come on, Luke Austin, man! I love you. Don't he, be out here acting the ass. But here's the thing, though. He did it, it was like he was there, but he wasn't the ass. You know, walk around with the can, bug, bug, get your ass up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't old school daddy. He was more yeah. of a, like, he was really a background character. Because yeah, I, yeah. I feel like the dad was meant to be a background character as well in the yeah. first one. He just was a scene stiller. A, Tar- I thought Taraji did fine as Sugar Avery. <laughs> That's not a great <laughs> endorsement. I don't. They took out one of my favorite scenes in because first of all, you remember her preacher daddy in the original movie. Yes. The preacher played by David Allen. It's Gray. David Allen Gray. Yeah. They took out my scene. Which scene? God's trying to tell you something. I don't understand that. And I'm like, like a, like a, like it's a, music. If you're gonna do a musical, why not put that scene? That's in? the climax of the. Yeah. I don't understand that. And it, I uh, and I was like, okay. So what's there in place of that? I don't see. Once again, I had, I had to go back and watch because at this point I was going to help out. I was working, mm-hmm. and I was and so on, and I was sitting. I, I was sitting away from. That's my favorite. One of my favorite parts in the color purple, and I was like, "Why are we singing this?" And I, I it, and I, I was like, "Where is that redemption?" Because I, I want. That's why I was like, "When it's time for me and my wife to see, I want to go back and see it again, mm-hmm. so I can I can really if I did to say something wrong." I'm not doing that, but yeah, I was like, uh, I need that. And even if they did it smaller, I'm like, no, that is the thing where she had to do do it, and she go parade her ass to the church. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that that's such a heartwarming scene for me. When it comes to uh, I thought um, what's his name, Doctor Dre, who played Harpo. Corey. Yeah, yeah. Who? Who's oh my a, gosh. Who's in the? He's used to this. He was in the Heights. So. Yeah, he he's a. I believe he is like a yeah. Broadway actor. Yeah. And uh, I do believe, I'm saying this right now, uh, her mm-hmm. as Squeak was cute. Okay. That, that seemed like a fitting role for her. Yeah. I liked her as that. And they, they gave her more of a, like, you know, this, you know, a, a more of a, I guess, a woman empowerment type role. Mm hmm. In, in, uh, in that way, opposed to just being squeaky. Did she get what? What was her punch from Sophia? As funny as the no, it wasn't. No, there's. I, S- slid I can't see that being. In, in, 
you gotta really pull off you gotta do everything that was in that scene for it to be funny the, the yeah. shut, the, shutting down the piano the, everybody's fleeing the scene yeah, yeah I, it's a lot of elements at work here however when, when she did punch it though she was oh. I was like okay I should have laughed but I'm saying but uh, it, it still wasn't as funny as her sliding into the swamp water that was hilarious it, it's, it, it, it doesn't hold up to that same thing when it comes to the, to the dinner scene oh no and I was just like Damn, because it's so hard to nail that. And it's like... There's so many moving parts in that scene. Yeah, and it's just like... It's there, because it has to be there. But it, it ain't nailing it like the original was, you know? See, and that's the thing. It's like... And it's I, very, it's, compared, it's like very important to understand that these two things, though they have the same source material... There are some differences, but you're, you can't help but compare. Yeah. If they if it's going to be in both, it just better stick the landing. Yeah. And like I said, when it comes to this one, it's not it's not necessarily a of Mister just going out, just getting drunk at the gym. As sure as I see you back together again, we ain't gonna get that. Oh. Yeah. It it it's it's more so of him. Everything around him is crumbling. And then. And then when he realizes it, then he's like, I'm going to change. I'm going to change. And then he goes and goes to get her family back and all that. And when I see Sierra, I was just like, you know, they had to really, for a lot of these actors, it's kind of like they said they did it for Mar- Mariah Carey and the butler. They had to just like. Yeah, like grunge him up a little bit. Grunge him up a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because you got some. Mariah Carey, baby. Women. Where? Yeah. Where was you in the fields with David Banner? <laughs> hmm? Hmm? That was that was not a butterfly heartbreak, Mariah. That was, I'm doing the best I can with what I got. <laughs> <laughs> that was that, Mariah. Yes, exactly. So, I'm just saying, uh, I want us to, to, to watch it. I think it'll be a good time. I, I'm glad I did watch it. Obviously, I, I don't really... People are going. It's it's not better than the original. It's not supposed to be better than the original. It's a musical. So if you're not a fan of musicals, you're not gonna like the movie. Absolutely not. Yeah, I got it. That's a, that's the thing. I think that was the thing where I know we're keeping it blackity black black. Yeah. But the thing with like Mean Girls, we went to see that and they started singing. It was like, oh god. <laughs> like if you know it's a musical going in, fine. You can make the choice not to see it. Y'all know this is a musical going in. Don't go in and be like, man, why are they singing? Yeah, it's, no. It is an adaptation of the Broadway play. play of the Broadway play, not not the. It's not a remake of the movie. There's still elements in there from the movie, and they still bring all stuff in there. But it's still an adaptation of the musical, and I I respect that. So I I I, I gave it by the B. It was fine. You know, I, I'm not giving no unnecessary hate because it ain't the original. Because the original's still there. I have it right there on Blu-ray. It's right there. Yeah, it still so, exists. We can still go watch it. Exactly. So, but, yeah. but that's what I'm going to end the podcast at right there, guys. You know what I'm saying? So. That's our way of ending Black History Month for our podcast. Like I said, because we're probably not going to have the final uh, podcast in time for the end of Black History Month. So I'm glad you took this ride with us. I had fun. I enjoyed talking to you guys. Uh, make sure you guys check out all the things under the Nerd Coalition umbrella. Make sure you guys, uh, you know, please keep supporting the channel. I appreciate all you guys out there. Things like that. I appreciate you guys for having some entertaining lists and very smart lists and staying awake. So mm-hmm. I appreciate all that. So, all right. Let's get on out of here. It's the man with the plan. If you need him, yell Shazam, Mr. Andy. 
the greatest sketch lady sketch. It's been real. And the man in myth of reality, the revolutionary uh, flow, Joe the Truth. All right, man. Stay black. Always 365, brother. Say it loud. I'm back in Oh, his documentary coming out too soon. Is it? Yeah, two parter. Mm, yeah. To watch it. So, all right, and Q4, you know where you at, man. Take us out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be it's in c